We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Back at here, Sloan. Gaps them. Look at him go. He breezes past the hammer. Oh, what a strike from again. Just what Aston Villa needed. They double the lead. Daly Cherry Evans waits on the right. Here he is again, driving it to the left on this occasion. And for the first time since round three, 2020, we have an NRL draw. Lovely little touch for Nisbet. And Josh Nisbet has scored. And the Mariners really have something to celebrate there because that is a rare occurrence. Carrigan for Walsh. Here comes Ricky. There's no Tiger inside. This is a 20. First time in 25 years the Broncos have started with five straight. And now, overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Good morning, everyone. I'm Ray Thomas, and welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Big three hours coming up, and the Eastern Seaboard, Dino, is all on the same time zone. Daylight saving has ended for another year, and you just feel it in the air the last couple of days. Autumn is here. It's much cooler. Good morning, Dean Ritchie. Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, it is a bit chilly in the yeah. morning these days. Tell you what, I woke last night to a couple of really, really heavy downpours. So yeah, I think Sydney might have got blasted in some areas by the rain. But you know what, Ray? It's good for my little garden. Unfortunately, the rain came at the wrong time for the championships yesterday, which was still spectacular. But just when you didn't need the rain to come about half past 10, 11 o'clock when po- some people are making their decision to go to the track or not. And then unfortunately, the track which... Early yesterday morning looked in perfect order, soft five, potentially an upgrade, downgrade to a heavy nine, Dino. Well, the fact is the first one to text in this morning say, well, guys, is it now confirmed? Are the championships cursed with the weather? (laughs) Every year the track is heavy. What was it like out there? Still a great day, and we saw some spectacular racing. The TJ Smith lived up to the billing and, and some I wish I win beating Giga Kick. Just outstanding. Did we see the last of Nature Strip? Dino, Chris Waller wasn't going to make a decision on race day. I thought he was brave running fourth. Marzu, again, excellent running third. But in Chris's words, Nature Strip's not quite the dominant horse he was 12 months ago. And we can all see that now. Um, Time catches up with everybody and everything. And it's probably caught up with Nature Strip now. So... Well, I dare say there'll be a decision made in the next few days whether they press on. But I wish I win was spectacular. Giga kick, we've got to remember, Dino, he's still a three-year-old. It was only his eighth start, so he was outstanding. Missed the bright side, won his second success of Doncaster. And Ben and J.D. Hayes have done wonderful things with that horse. So the Victorians cleaned up the two big ones. But Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott won the ATC Australian Derby with Major Beal. That's Gay's first Derby win. Her father won that famous classic nine times, which is a record, but Gay's been trying for three decades, finally wins her first Derby with Adrian and Major Beal. And the other group one was the size, Dino, and Chris Waller again, his ninth group one of the season, with a different horse in each and every race, militarised, Winning the size. I had a little bet yesterday, Ray. I ducked mm-hmm. up the local club, had a couple of lemon squashes. Did you have any luck? I backed 
nature strip, probably a bit of a romantic bet. Yeah, heart not head, it was me, yeah. What, one, oh, one and a half, two lengths clear in the straight, and I thought, here we go. I'm home. Mm. Do you think on a dry track, could have been a different result? Could have been, because he, yeah, he was, and that 1200 became quite a testing 1200, so we know nature strip doesn't really go beyond 1200, but in saying that, both I wish I win and giga kick. And also Marzu are exceptional on top of the ground. I wish I win. Probably wins regardless. And Giga kicks a talent. And did, yeah, I, I couldn't find a winner yesterday. <laughs> no, I, I found day. nothing as always. Nothing yeah. changes, right? Uh, the country championship finals yeah. on two. Sizzle Manizzle. I think it's a horse out of Dubbo, but it's saluted paying 75 yeah. bucks. It, this is the epitome of Bush Battler. It was great, wasn't Brent it? Brent Robb is the first trainer from the Western Racing Association division to win the country championships. Congratulations to him. He was the youngest horse in the race, Sizzle Manizzle. There were two three-year-olds, but Sizzle was the youngest by birth date. Cost only 35000 as yearling. So the dream's alive, Dino. He's now earned over $500,000 for his connections. And congratulations to Brett Robin. Sam Clifton had a good day. Great ride on Sizzle Manizzle. Of all you saw yesterday, mm. what was your highlight? Uh, definitely the TJ. Yeah. yeah that, that They are world-class sprinters in that race. And um, only one horse is in the Everest at the moment. That's Marzu. But you could big tick on I Wish I Win. Big tick on Giga Kick. They'll be there. And probably three or four others who finish behind them. Will we see Nature Strip in the spring? As I said, I, I don't know. But he was gallant yesterday. And, Ray, we did have some sad news during mm. the week with I'm Thunderstruck. Yeah, look, gee, we know they're not machines. But, gee, that was very, very sad. He was having an operation um, to take some bone chips out of his knee. Just a routine operation. And um, when the horse came around something's happened and he's sadly broken his leg and it was uh, there was no, nothing the vets could do but to have the horse humanely destroyed. It was very, very sad because he was an outstanding horse. Of course, he almost beat Animo in the Cox Plate earlier this season. Um, I'm thunderstruck. So he was really good. Hey, Dino, we'll move on to the footy because there's been some spectacular football, but the Broncos... They go 5-0 and to start the season. The poor old hapless Tigers, 0-5. Yeah, I must admit, Ray, the Broncos have stunned me at mm. the start of the year, as always. I'm asked by the Daily Telegraph to nominate my top eight, and I didn't have a spot for them mm. based on their capitulation late last year. But, my goodness, haven't they got some strike power? Yeah. Wow. Reese Walsh at the back has been phenomenal. He's brilliant. Uh, you know, I didn't think they needed Reese Walsh to some degree, mm. with Selwyn Cobber being what I thought would be uh, the logical fullback moving forward. But Walsh, he's got to be in that state of origin side. But as for the Tigers, Ray, mm. where do we go from here? That's five games, five losses. Games, too, that weren't in the incredibly difficult basket. Mm. Titans, Knights... Uh, Bulldogs have been in there. Their draw now gets tougher. Tim Sheen's made a comment post-game. Did you hear it? I hope we can beat the bye. The Tigers will win a game at some stage, won't they, Tino? Oh, surely? I, I hope so, Ray. Yeah, but look, the at the poor... moment, confidence is down. And let's be honest, mm. I hate to say this, their season's over. Uh, it's gone. Yeah. It's over it's gone. Yeah. in early April. 
And that's and devastating for the club and for the for fans. the games and for the fans. The poor old Tigers fans have put up with so much. Other games this weekend will will go back to Thursday night. The Roosters twenty eight, the Eels twenty. They are really good. The Roosters. Um, then on Friday, Penrith went to Canberra fifty three twelve. The Panthers far too good for the Raiders. The Storm eighteen defeat the Rabbitohs ten. What was a good game yesterday's other two games? Manly and Knights thirty two all. I'll get your take on that in a sec, Dino. Yeah, right? And the Dragons. 38 against an injury depleted Dolphins 12. We've got a, a SMS here from Gary from Dremoyne Dino. Don't be fooled by the Dragons win last night. The Dolphins were ordinary etc. What was your take on that? Mate? Oh, you know, Maybe Gary's right to some degree but you can only play who's in front of you. Uh, it was the Dragons biggest win in two years. It's certainly Confidence booster for Yeah, them. it's mm. taken some pressure albeit temporarily off Anthony Griffin. They had conceded 80 points in their previous yeah. two games so to bounce back and beat the Dolphins was a big effort. I thought Benny Hunt was good yet again. Uh, Dolphins are probably starting to hit a period, Ray, which we all feared would happen. Mm. A couple of injuries and depth is now the key. Been exposed, yeah. Um, Matty How- John's house, I would have been happy last night. The 32-all draw. It's the first time Cooper and Jack, uh, the two brothers, had played against each other at first grade level. Yeah, Matty was up there with his family. It was lovely yeah. touching scenes after it. The boys posed up for some photographs and swapped jerseys. Gee, that was another thriller up there. The rugby mm. league just continues to get uh, better each weekend. 90 minutes couldn't split them. A couple of field goal attempts uh, uh, strayed to the left and right. Uh, I thought Trebojevic from the back was good. Tom, Jake, again, brilliant in the middle. And uh, young Lockie Miller, the fullback for the Knights. Yeah. Outstanding in his yeah, second yeah, year of the league after play. playing for the Australian Rugby Union Sevens. Yeah, um, Take on the Storm as well, because um, the Storm do storm things, which they did on Friday night against South Sydney, being them 18-10. Munster makes such a difference to that team, doesn't he? Yeah, he was good, Ray. I mm. think the Storm was stung the previous week when Craig Bellamy said something very rare. They look like a team that doesn't care. Mm. And that's up there with giving up, Ray, when a coach says you've given up. That's a really heavy criticism, mm. and that obviously hit the Storm pretty hard. It was a big win out there at Homebush. Uh, what about this? It's Melbourne's 32nd win over South in 38 games. Extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, so they've got this incredible hold over South. And extraordinary. Whether that you know, comes around in the big games yet again. But the Rabbitohs just off the pace a bit, Ray. They'll be there at the end. Mm. They're a quality side. But they've dropped three of their first five games. No Alex Johnson next week either, yeah, Ray. Yeah, you're that he failed HIA. The, the Canberra-Penrith game, obviously for Penrith supporters, would have been happy to see their attack click in the second half. They scored 40 points. in. They led 13-6 at halftime, uh, just ran away with the game in the second half. But to be fair, Dino, Penrith made a few mistakes, but the Raiders, gee, where do you go to from there? Yeah, they're in a rut, the Raiders, aren't yeah. they? At the moment, I can't see a way out. Ricky's doing his best down there. He's trying a lot of different things, but it's just not working. They're one and four. Did the Jack Whiten announcement during the week mm. saying he, he wants to go to open market. Did it have an impact? What do you think he of that? He didn't play, of what, course. What do you think of that? I don't know, Ray. I don't know what Jack Whiten's thinking. I'm surprised he's going to open market. He's such a Canberra institution. Mm. And Canberra's looked after Jack Whiten. And good, this is not me point. giving Jack Whiten any advice whatsoever. Mm. Jack can make his own mind up. But Jack's had a few on-field indiscretions. And the Raiders have been there right alongside him all the way. Mm. Does he owe the Raiders something? Probably. Is it enough to make him re-sign? Time will tell. But, of course, no Whiten. 
no Xavier Savage either. The Raiders in a bit of a hole, but mm. Ricky will get him out of it. It's just a matter of when and if it's too late to make a finals charge. Yeah, exactly. I think, tell me if I'm wrong, you, you picked the Roosters to win the Premiership this year? I did. Yeah, 28-20 against the Eels, and they were pretty clinical. Yeah, they were good, Ray. Mm. Yeah. Joseph Suali'i, very good after, obviously, a very turbulent week in the young boy's career, but he was good. Another big talking point, James Tedesco, taken out in the first half from Bailey Simonson, who I would imagine would plead guilty to a two-game suspension. Um, but Suali, he went back to fullback and was mm. outstanding. On that issue, Dino, and, and I want to see what your take, what, what your opinion is. Tedesco out, uh, went off HA, failed the HA out for the game. Probably out, is he out for next game as well? 11 days, he'll probably miss it. I think he is, right? Okay, yes. so the Roosters were effectively down to a 16-man roster. Now, there is an 18th man sitting on the bench waiting uh, for the second HIA to go. Is that correct? Yes. Why should a team be penalised for a situation as happened to Tedesco and get reduced to a 16-man right. It didn't make any difference to the game, but shouldn't that 18th man be activated immediately so that team isn't penalised? Their best player's gone. Yep, you could certainly argue that, Ray. I don't see why their team who did nothing wrong should yeah. be affected. Uh, best player's gone. Hit. There's no doubt yeah. about it. It was accidental. Bailey Simonson's a good young kid. But the bottom line is, you're right, mm. why are they impacted and why are they depleted on their bench through no fault of their own? Yeah. Now, let me get something off my chest. Okay. Joseph Sewell. Is this Richie Rand? Almost. Okay. Let me say this first up. Good luck to the kid. It's not a criticism of Joseph. No. Okay. He can double his pay for half his work. <laughs> you, if you would you do, do that? that? <laughs> we'd go. We'd be out of here, right? And look, good luck to him. He's made the choice. Gus said he should go now. Some argue that's the case. Mm. If he wants to go, go now. But he's got two years to go, and the Roosters won't let him go, obviously. Now, there's been a lot of comments from a fellow called Hamish McLennan, mm. who is the Rugby Australia chairman. Poor old Hamish just doesn't get it, does he? Mm. He says during the week about rugby league, is this the environment you want your sons and daughters to play in? Someone please tell him. Provocative comments like the Gould-Robinson feud, that's what makes rugby league tick, right? That's what drives newspaper headlines, online traffic, attendances, interest. Punters love the drama in rugby league. Rugby Union under Hamish's watches the dullest sport in Australia. He doesn't get that. Rugby levels, interest-wise, are at rock bottom, Ray. They're now the fourth or fifth sport in Australia. Hamish is presiding over this. The only way rugby gets publicity these days is through rugby league. Mm. The rugby union writers are very smart. They know if they can get a rugby league bloke in their story, it'll get a better run in the paper. Rugby's obsession with rugby league, uh, trying to promote their own game, is out of control. How about letting us know who the Waratahs are playing, for goodness sake? We don't know what's going on in rugby. <laughs> it's become a farce of a game, and here's Hamish McLennan, whoever he is, trying to tell Rugby League what to do. And while I'm at it, let's clear this up. Rugby Union is not a global game, right? What do you mean? It is played in more countries than Rugby League. Mm -hmm. I concede that. It's played in four or five countries in England. It's played in Italy at a lowish level. It's played got, in Europe. Played throughout Europe. But at what level, Ray? You've got South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, Argentina. Argentina, I'd argue, is only 50-50. Soccer is global. The Olympics mm. are global. F1, golf, tennis. So this crap about rugby union being a global game, <laughs> it's not. You know what it is? It's rugby officials trying to hoodwink the public into believing it, but we're too smart. You got that off your chest? I feel better. Well, just on 
Suoliti, good luck to him. I agree. Yeah, good luck I, to him. I have no issue with him going to I'd love rugby. to know what the, the listeners think, though, Ray. Mm. If he wants to go to rugby, that's clearly his choice, and yep. he's got the big money. And you know what? If that was me at 19, I'd go too. Remember, he did have the rugby background he all did. through high school. Yeah. But the Gus v. Robbo feud, I'd love to know what the listeners think. Is Gus right? If he wants to go to rugby, should he go now? Should rugby league just say, you know what? Why should we invest in you for two more years? Make you a better player for a rival code. Mm. It's a very interesting point. I want him to stay for two years personally. The more we can get Joseph Suwali'i in our game, the better for rugby mm. league. But I will be interested to know what people think about Gus's argument. Well, he did have a blinder on Thursday night. Well, call us on 1353 53 SMS 0419767272. If you've got an opinion on what Dino's just been talking about, particularly with Suwali and Rugby Union. You mentioned um, Formula One. Of course, the Australian Grand Prix is on today. Max Verstappen, the defending world champ, two-time world champ, he's got pole. Latest odds, Dino, is $1.25 Max Verstappen to win. $9 George Russell and Fernando Alonso. So Lewis Hamilton, who's on third on the grid, is at $10. But probably Max Verstappen's Grand Prix to lose, Dino. Yeah, obviously the Oscar Piastri mm. element is of enormous interest as our local hope. I did a bit of reading up on the young bloke. Mm. He's spent more than $5 million through family contributions and sponsorships wow. to get where he is today. And he left for England in pursuit of this dream, age 14. Yeah, he's made a lot of sacrifices to get where he is and, and good luck to me. He, he starts on a 16th on the grid. There's, of course, 20 cars involved. He's $301 to win. He, he won't be figuring, I don't think, but a top 10 finish would be fantastic for him. So, But um, I'll be watching it. You know, 3pm, the big race starts this afternoon. Yeah, it'd be good. I'll be flicking around doing a bit of channel surfing with the rugby league, of course. Yep, can't wait for round. Albert Park's a great lake. I run around that, that lake. It's a great... Um, uh, sort of venue for the, the Grand Prix, and uh, Melbourne does stop for that. Just before we go to a break, right, mm. the stadium issue, uh, we had a front-page story on the Telegraph mm. during the week. Chris Minns, on his first day, said no more funding for rugby league suburban grounds. And that's Chris's decision. It's in line with the Perrottet decision to backflip uh, on yep. funding for that. But, of course, it does mean that the grand final is now up for bid, up for grabs, and Melbourne will look at it. Chris Minns has made the decision. He's a rugby league man. He doesn't want to give money. That's fine. But I do worry if it's four more years and go, uh, grounds like Leichhardt and Brookvale are neglected again, I just fear one day that those grounds, through health and safety, mm. may be deemed uh, unavailable to play big games in. And that, in my eyes, would be an absolute catastrophe. Yeah. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I guess the new Premier, Chris Minns, can can say that he wants to um, put funding into hospitals, schools and roads, and no one can argue with that, can they? And that's that's an easy defence, isn't it? And I'm not, not taking sides here, but it's an easy defence for a politician to make because you can't really argue against that. But your point's very valid. Some of these suburban grounds have had hardly a lick of paint in decades. People still want to go to these suburban... We see it when the Tigers have a home game. The Tigers are struggling. They sell out the joint. Um, but what, what, what does a new Premier do, Dino? Seriously? Well, clearly, Ray, health and education is important. Course, and nurses. Yeah. And I sit here right now saying, yes, money has to go there. But mm. every element of society, Ray, has an allocation of funds from that the government. That is the point. That's you can't the point. just tip every single mm. cent of taxpayers' money into hospitals. It's an easy defence, isn't they it? They will get their mm. allocation of whatever it is, $350 billion. Mm. 
that's fine. But not every cent goes into those two facets. It's an easy defence for a politician. Other yeah. areas of society for them to invest in. It's an easy defence for a politician. Well, well done. Hey, Dino. So we we'll go back to Joseph Swaley. It sort of inspired our, or inspired you to come up with a really good talk topic today. Well, I just thought of he will go back to rugby. Clearly, he'll be a star because he's an elite player. Uh, great sports people, Ray, who have conquered two sports. Mm-hmm. There's a fair list out there. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go Ash Barty, who conquered cricket. (laughs) Yeah, and obviously tennis. And I'll go Jared Hayne too. I know Jared's had his difficulties in recent years, but I just thought for him Mm. to be a star in rugby league, some say he wasn't a success in the NFL. I disagree. I think he played six or seven games for the 49ers. Anyone who can go across there with no formal background in the code and play six games at the highest level... That's a success. Exactly. I might go a blast from the past, Dino. Go for it. Have you heard of Reginald Leslie Snowy Baker? Oh, gee, Ray. No. I don't think there's been a more versatile athlete in the history of sports. Big call, no. Played 26 sports during his (laughs) lifetime. And according to Wikipedia, excelled at most of them. (laughs) He's an Olympic silver medalist. He was a, a New South Wales Open swimming champion. He played rugby union for Australia. He was a middleweight and heavyweight boxing champion of Australia. He later on, Dino, got into into movies. He was Australia's first biggest action silent movie star. And then he went to Hollywood and taught people like um, Liz Taylor and Shirley Temple how to ride. And Rudolph Valentino was well. When are we talking here, Ray? Boy, talk, oh, I assume we're talking way 20s, back in the... 1910s, 1920s. Well, there he is. Date of birth, 1884. He played everything. Snowy Baker. Snowy Baker, there you Phenomenal. go. Phenomenal. But that's our talk topic today. Versatile sports men and women. Call us on 135353. SMS 0419767272. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. The Golden Easter Egg. One of the great races. Is set to run. This Saturday. Around the bend, it'll highly bless Claire. She's got the Easter Egg. She's racing away from Cool Marble and Silver Rocket. And it's bolted in highly blessed. You're so golden. But history is being made. Brett Lee's charging away with a Golden Easter Egg. A big win. Golden. Shelby the leader. Where to the outside. Tommy Shelby. Where? Stride for stride. Tommy Shelby. He's in rarefied air. He's won the egg. This Saturday on the National Racing Service. Bigger battle in mini money more in flower. You're the chosen one. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns, downtowns, the beautiful game, Australia's biggest game, our other biggest game, a bit of this, this, oh, come on, ref, and this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 
This Easter, it's the Championships Day 2. Witness the $5 million Group 1 Longines Queen Elizabeth Stakes. It's prestige racing at its best. Also featuring the Group 1 Schweppes Sydney Cup, the Star Australian Oaks and Queen of the Turf Stakes. Come for the racing, stay for the entertainment. With Hot Tub Time Machine, live after the last. The Championships Day 2, Longines Queen Elizabeth Stakes Day, Saturday, April 8 at Royal Randwick. This is where stories are made. Book now at theracers.com.au. Sure, far on the far side, joins Nerve Not Verve, Jim Martini. She's up for the fight on the outside. Sure, five being tackled, wide out by Jim Martini and Nerve Not Verve. Uh, three of them still in it here. Sure, fire, Dower. Kicking hard, surefire, and surefire held them all off. Surefire won it. Jim Martini second, a half head away between them. Nerve not verve. High emotion late into fourth. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. That was the chairman's quality at Randwick yesterday. Surefire edging out Gin Martini and Nerve, not Verve. And there was a few good Sydney Cup trials behind those top three place getters as well. High Emotion and Pesto also producing excellent trials for next week's Sydney Cup. The Country Championships final. Terrific race. Brett Robb, Sizzle Manizzle and Sam Clipperton. They get away now from Sizzle Manizzle. I'm a true star. Amicus Curiae, Wizard of Odds, Akasawas and that Ravinelli. They've both got a lot to do. Has, does, does running bare into the straight. Kimberly Secrets has a lead of a length. Our last cash comes after it. Talbragar starting the warm up. Going back to the inside. Sizzle Manizzle, our last cash, runs to the lead at the 150. Along the inside is Sizzle Manizzle. It's our last cash. Sizzle Manizzle right along the inside, grabbing it though. And Sizzle Manizzle. Sizzle Manizzle gets up over Talbrigar, photo third. Uh, I've been trying. Yes, youngest horse in the race, and he was just too good in those wet conditions. Sizzle Manizzle in the country championships final. The first of the group ones yesterday was the English size, militarised in a race of his own. Bases loaded coming away from the rails. Butch Cassidy's got the inside run. Then came Militarised and V8 being revved up by Lena Ling further back to Brave Mead. Now Cylinders coming off hills, getting to the outside. Bases loaded being tackled by Militarised. And Militarised storms to the front from Bases loaded. Don Corleone's running on and further back to peer pressure. But Militarised is on, firing right up here on the English side. Draws away for an emphatic victory. Don Corleone second, peer pressure, the lone filly of the yeah, militarised, far too good in English size at the end of 1,400 metres. He screamed away, Dino, put a margin on his rivals. Not sure if you're running the Champagne Stakes in two weeks, but if he does, he'll be pretty hard to beat. The TJ Smith Stakes, all week we were sort of writing about this as could be the race of the decade. It probably was. What a win by I Wish I Win. Nature Strip rolls up the rise, three lengths clear from Mazu, passive aggressive, Giga Kick five lengths away. Nature Strip, the world champion sprinter, trying to fend them off. Mazu's the first to challenge. Nature Strip, Mazu, Giga Kick lengthening, and I wish I win down the outside. I wish I win, went past Giga Kick, Mazu. I wish I win from last. A spectacular TJ win. I wish I win. Knocked off Giga Kick and Mazu. Nature Strip fourth, then came. Yeah, gee, was good. I wish I win. We'll hopefully talk to Peter Moody very shortly. He's now on the Golden Eagle and the TJ Smith in one season and aimed 
now towards the Everest in spring, as will Giga Kick and Marzu Nature Strip ran fourth. The Doncaster Mile, Mr. Brightside, trying to go back to back. Could he do it? Linderman spins the corner in front of the Donny. It's Linderman just in front from the Philly Zoo. Gotcha, gentlemen. Roy Mr. Brightside cruising up on the inside. Coming down the outside is Nugget with a great run. Zoo gotcha in front from Nugget the outside. And Mr. Brightside is really starting to lengthen now. Mr. Brightside moved up to join Nugget. Then came Osipenko, Mustang Valley, and Myobron bursting through. Mr. Brightside in front from Myobron. Mr. Brightside lifting and goes back to back. Mr. Brightside held on from Myobron to win the Doncaster again. Nuggets finished in third. Yeah, tremendous finish and Mr. Brightside becoming only the 10th horse to win two Doncaster miles. Gay Waterhouse has been trained in over 31 years. She's had four minor placings in the old AJC now, ATC Australian Derby, a race her father won a record nine times, the great Tommy Smith. Would a Derby eluder? Not anymore. Combining with Adrian Bott, Major Beal wins the Classic. Looping the field is Virtuous Circle and Sharp and Smart still three lengths away. Major Bill leads at the 300 metres from Andalus and Virtuous Circle charming in. Clear from Stroke of Luck. Sharp and Smart still three lengths away. Major Bill in front of Virtuous Circle. Virtuous Circle moving up to Major Bill. Major Bill still kicking from Virtuous Circle. Major Bill lifting in the derby and Major Bill too good. Beat Virtuous Circle. Suzuro rattling home into third. Sharp and Smart fourth followed by higher price. Then came yeah, great Scott. racing at Randwick yesterday and Major Bill wins the derby. few SMSs flooding in there, Dino. Yeah, there's tons on our talk topic, right? Gee, I don't know where to start, but this is a good one. How about we go Boris from Nangus? Mm -hmm. I drive through Nangus, going to Junee, a nice yep. little spot down mm -hmm. there in the Riverina. Lads, this is going to be hard to beat. An AFL Premiership winning coach, then training a thoroughbred VCR mm. derby winner. Of yeah. course, that is Dennis Pagan. The great Dennis Pagan. And uh, Gazza from Lumia says, Good morning, boys and Tanya. Jim Thorpe was an athlete sportsman in the United States in the 1920s. He won two Olympic gold medals and played professional gridiron or American football, professional basketball and baseball. He was a star, wasn't he, Jim Thorpe? Absolute legend. Uh, lots of other SMSs here. A poor from your minor, Ricky Stewart, Mike Cleary, Ray Price, of course, yeah. dual international. Uh, Fitzy says, what about Matt Rogers? Another dual international. No name on this one. Bo Jackson, mm. baseball and NFL. Uh, a lot of people saying Graham Hughes. Yeah, he was. Played New South Wales cricket, cricket yeah. and played for the Bulldogs, of course, Ray. Uh, and Elise Perry. That comes from Steve from Rudy Hill. So they just keep coming in and, and in and in. And Bob Wickham had um, makes mention of Mike Cleary, who we had on our show. Of, uh, when was that? Do you know? Late last year? Yeah, he was a terrific guest. Yeah. And, of course, Mike Cleary represented Australia in the Wallabies and the Kangaroos and was a bronze medalist in the Commonwealth Games in Perth in the 100-metre sprint in 1963. A three-time legend was of Australian sport was Mike Cleary. Plenty of people want to have their say on the open line too, Dino, and Mark's been waiting patiently. Mark, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Terrific. What, what do you got for us, Mark? Oh, this one. I was going to say Ray Price, but Michael O'Connor. Oh, he played, yeah, uh, was, yeah. yeah. What? Played rugby union and um, for the Blues in Australia. Yep. In league. And wasn't he effortless to watch? You know this, Mark, Ray, out and in Mark, the centres. Just a great player. He was such a rugby union champion. His father was such a rugby union champion. Mm. And Snoz tells the story. When he went to league, his father 
First, you didn't talk to him for three years. Oh, fair dinkum. He was that upset that Michael went to rugby league that Jeez. it almost caused a family split. <laughs> in the end, of course, Snoz made it in rugby league. Yeah. Probably, hopefully, became a wealthy man. And good luck to him. But that's how passionate it was in the O'Connor family. Sort of remind me a bit of Steve <coughs> Rogers, how he just glides yeah. over the... Didn't look to be Lovely running fast, Snoz, but you he? couldn't catch him. Great call, Mark. He was... Yeah, a, but I, I, sorry, I want to yeah. mention about Sue Lee. Yeah. Hmm? The young man signed a contract. And we're all over people who, who want to renege on their contracts. But he signed his contract, and he's got two years to go on his contract. Is that right, dog? That's correct. In the next season. So yeah. he's going to honour his contract, isn't he? He is. So there you go. So let the kid do what he wants. And he could buy a house for his family and, you know, whatever. So I just reckon leave him alone. Let him play for two years. And then if he wants to go, let him go. Yeah, yeah, Mark, I, I, I've got I, no I, issue with him. I did stress first up, I think he should go for that kind of money. The only issue I was asking out there, Mark, was what Phil Gould said. If he wants to go, should he go now? There's he doesn't SMS. want to go, though. He wants to play for Rooster. But should the game say, you can go now? Yeah. It won't happen, Ray. Yeah. All I'm doing is trying to provide the Roosters a want him there. He's a superstar. commentary on this, and this is repeating what Gus said. There's an SMS here saying, if mm. you guys went and signed for a rival radio station would this station still want you? They probably wouldn't. So, look, there's a debate there. He should stay in rugby league, honour his contract. He will do that. But I think we can at least try up both sides of the argument. Always back self-interest, Dino. You know, it's trying, the old saying goes. Yeah, correct. The Roosters want to try and win a premiership, and Juice of Suwali could go a long way to doing that. Gary's on the line, wants to talk about the Broncos, Dino. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Ray and Dean. Just quickly on Jack, I think Jack, has delivered on the paddock, so he's returned the favour. And and I thought he was a bit stiff not to win the grand final as well. So that's my opinion. I'm not saying, you know, everyone's got theirs, and that's just mine on Jack. Mm-hmm. Just, Jack White. Just, on, just mm-hmm. on Brisbane, Brisbane's understanding the game, and that fullback's as good as anyone. You can't beat speed, we all agree on that. But he understands the game, he fills the game, he reads the game, he commits the bloke on the wrong foot, he, pass, he passes the right pass at the right time, he understands the fullback's out of position. He'll kick on any tackle for his teammate. He's top shelf, that fullback. I didn't realise how good he was. And that's the future of the game. I just want to make a point on the future of the game. It's preparation opportunity. Where is he now? Where will he be? Means he's out of position, sees the moment. Because players are bigger, faster and stronger, and the paddocks are getting smaller, the oval. That's the game going forward, and Brisbane's nailed it. I just want to quickly speak about the Bunnies. When you play a team, uh, look, they play four tough games, five tough games. But when you play a team, they don't beat themselves. You've got to start from the get-go. And I thought we were a bit slow. And it's just a couple of points I want to make. The play, our forwards are working our backsides off. And, I, and I'm a little bit disappointed in a couple of our backs mm. who are in and out of the game. I don't think they appreciate how hard our forwards are working. That's one. Number two is, number two is do not panic. Do not panic. And we're panicking. We're a professional football team. Just play the ball and work on the next play. If it's defence or it's attack, just do that and I'll, I'll be very happy going forward. Yeah, I think you're right, Gary. I think they're just off the bit a little bit, South. Yeah. They're, mm. they're nearly there, right? They're yeah, on the of verge of being yeah. there, in inverted commas. They will be, in September, they'll be prominent. So much again. talent in that team, isn't there? You look yeah. at that Broncos speed, what Gary was talking about. What about the four pack? Payne Haas last night. See the best prop in the game there? <sighs> the athleticism for a big bloke. He can play 80 minutes, that guy, at the same intensity. See it, the it, moment when he picked the ball up oh, down low, yeah. pushed his 
body so through athletic. the line, then yeah. slipped a pass, and then got into dummy half on the next play and barged over. Phenomenal. My goodness. Absolutely phenomenal. Dino, we better take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. The Golden Easter Egg. One of the great races. Is set to run. This Saturday. Rapid Journey, three off to world title running on. But Rapid Journey burst through to take the front. Rapid Journey's Golden Easter Egg. You're so golden. Bogey Lee is going to become one of the finest bitches in Australia. She's racing away with the egg. Golden. She's a pearl. She's spectacular. A superstar. And she joins the all-time greats of Greyhound Racing. She's a pearl on the Easter Egg. This Saturday on the National Racing Service. Nova Employment has been matching businesses to staff with ability for over 30 years and has an unbeatable track record of success. Nova can assist businesses of all sizes. Hi, I'm Emma from Carnet West in Sydney. Our recruitment process has been made easier by Nova Employment, providing us with great talent across a wide range of positions. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. The Inglis Easter Yearling Sale statistically provides the best opportunity for you to buy the best horses. So don't miss out on the 2023 renewal on April 3 and 4 at Riverside Stables. Catalogue available now. Visit inglis.com.au for more information. Get live racing on tap with a tap up. See every earth shattering race live with not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels, plus tips from Sky experts. And a bit of this. This too. Some of this. And this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the tap app. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Val Ranald, 97.1 FM. Ralston, 88 FM. Orange, 106.7 FM. And Cundobolin, 92.1 FM. This is Sky Sports Radio, your racing and sports leader. Marzu's the first to challenge Nature Strip. Marzu, giga kick lengthening. And I wish I win down the outside. I wish I win, went past giga kick Marzu. I wish I win from last. A spectacular TJ win. I wish I win. Knocked off giga kick and Marzu. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. About to be joined by Peter Moody, the trainer of I Wish I Win, a spectacular winner yesterday. Quick SMS, Dino. Yeah, good mate of mine's just texted in. The great Gav Little, mm-hmm. nicknamed Sid. He says, this is dedication, Bulldog. I'm listening from Winton in Outback Queensland, wow. which I believe Winton, way up there in Outback Queensland, is the home, home of Qantas. It certainly is. Good on you, Sid. Thanks for yeah. listening. Our next guest is a Queenslander. Through and through. Oh, no, not another Queenslander. No, no, he's a good he's man. He's not an origin fanatic, is he? Well, ask him. Peter Moody's on the line. Pete, good morning. Yeah, I think you need to ch- check your history, boys. Winton, uh, I think the first Qantas flight was from Longridge to Charleville. There we go. Down, I thought, actually. But, but I thought Winton was where it was... Uh, it, the name was invented, so to was speak. It? Oh, quite possibly. Yeah, I'm not Queen, sure, Peter. Queensland and Northern Territory Aerial Service. Yeah, that, correct. Great, uh, great spot up there at Longreach if people get up that way to have a look at the history of Qantas. Exactly, yeah. And as for origin, there's no no debate, is there, Peter? You go for (laughs) it. 
There's only two states to be in, Ray. <laughs> Queensland and inebriated. Um, but but uh, no, listen, it's uh, yeah, one eye Maroon and the other one Maroon. No, fair enough. And Peter, I understand, yeah. This is a racing segment, so I won't bog down with rugby league. But <laughs> I, I am interested to know, I hate to say this because it annoys the hell out of me, but Queensland do have that passion about origin, mm. which I do feel sometimes that maybe we just don't have. Is that right, Peter, or not? Or is it just well, a, a media fallacy? I, listen, I think it gets beaded up a hell of a lot. Yeah. I think uh, any proud uh, New South Welshman, heart and soul, uh, when it comes origin time, don't worry about that. But I think Queensland, for the downtrodden for so many years, like as a nipper growing up, uh, you used to cry when New South Wales used to thrash Queensland when it wasn't such a big thing. And half the New South Wales side were Queenslanders, expat Queenslanders who had to come down south to make a living. Uh, They couldn't do it in Queensland. So I think it's just uh, probably 30 or 40 or 50 years of downtrodden. And now we're 30 years of probably levelling the the ledger a little bit. (laughs) Peter, just for accuracy's sake, Qantas was announced on November 16, 1920 in Winton. Oh, well, I'll stand corrected. So Where was, was the first flight? Yeah, long reach. Uh, yeah. I couldn't tell you that one. You're probably right as well. We'll go halves <laughs> yeah, in who's right and who's we'll wrong. Go hey, no Pete, one quick one. Can you get your league fix? I know you're living and working out of Melbourne and uh, Victoria these days. Can you get your league fix down there? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Listen, I've always stayed a loyal Bronco. Um, I've had a lot of chances to jump ship, uh, whether it be Storm or yeah. Cowboys with my Queensland uh, country roots, uh, of course, but uh, listen, I, I just enjoy it, and I, I've got to say, I really enjoy AFL, two daughters mm. play AFLW, and uh, uh, they're both great sports, but no, I, my heart's always been rugby league, and, and I really enjoy it, and uh, Billy Slater lives sort of five minutes from I, so we catch up every now and again, and my daughters do his farming when he's off with uh, media commitments and a few other things, <laughs> so no, I really enjoy that. I've really enjoyed the, mm. uh, the Wayne Bennett led uh, Dolphins as yeah, well. That's a well. great story, although it's probably levelled out a little bit the last few weeks, but it's great to see a new team come in and be competitive and uh, Bennett sort of wield his uh, magic to some degree with a pull-together team. Mm, he certainly has, and your Broncos are flying 5-0, and Pete, as is I wish I win. <laughs> that, that was some win yesterday. It, it was. I've uh, got to say, I didn't expect it uh, under the conditions. I, I'm down here at Coogee now watching the rain come in, and when I woke up at about midday yesterday and saw it uh, building onto the balcony, I nearly cried. Uh, I, 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 his wet track form obviously looks spectacular now, but leading into yesterday, I, I've just learned at home that his ability to quicken on firm ground showed me that I, I could train him as a sprinter mm. because stayers sort of don't quicken like he does, and... Uh, I thought it dulled it, but I think that the real key to yesterday versus his lightning and his new market runs was the tempo. Uh, in both those races, he was very close to his top throughout and was still able to finish off. But I'd reckon yesterday, without having looked at any sectionals, they probably went a more mediocre speed in the middle stages, which enabled him to really travel up behind them and and show that burst of speed that he does have, and he was able to get over the top of them. Yeah, he was quite phenomenal. That- Pete, do you, do you pull up stumps now or do you look at the all-age? Because obviously long-term, everyone's talking Everest with I Wish I Win. Yeah, well, we initially the, the all-age was certainly on the on the radar, as was the Quokker in Perth. But this horse really thrives on that sort of three-week break. Uh, he uh, really enjoys it. So he's I've sent him home straight away this morning and he's on the road as we speak. He'll probably be going past Goulburn or Yass about now. Yeah. And uh, I would say it would be highly doubtful he'd come back uh, for the all-aged 
sort of a little bit of a case of job done yesterday to the fact that we wanted to see were we kidding ourselves or thinking that we could chase an Everest slot with this bloke. And up until yesterday, it wasn't definitive, but I think he probably deserves his chance. So I think we now go home and map out a program towards the Everest. Mm-hmm. Probably something similar, you know, maybe third run in. Mm-hmm. We'll probably do a similar thing with him and having Cherry ripe on that day. And then knowing the Everest can quite often be wet, um, that probably ticked that box somewhat yesterday as well under those conditions. Peter, do you know how good I wish I win is? Mm. Well, listen, I'm not sure he knows how good he is. We sort of trained him as a mile, mile and a quarter horse at his first prep with us. And his Turek run probably just showed me, I, I, I had a little inkling that maybe he uh, wasn't going to go a hell of a lot further than a mile. So it was probably a blessing getting beat in the Turek because I was, I was I had my heart set on going to the Cox Plate. When he got beat there, I readjusted and came to the Golden Eagle and, and you saw his turn of foot there. And I just thought... Uh, He's a gelding. We're not protecting anything, not building anything. Um, and I had a chat to Mark and uh, Mark Chittick at Waikato. And I said, I'd just love to train him as a sprinter. And uh, we sort of both looked at one another and questioned my sanity. But <laughs> I, I said, the turn of foot this bloke's got. And I was going to run him first up in the new market. And, uh, and then I thought, you can't get access to that Flemington straight. What happens if he goes there and just doesn't like the straight? So let's give him basically a barrier trial in the lightning. Lo and behold, he nearly wins, so we're not being silly. And then he uh, can, you know, he continued on. Newmarket was good, and uh, then to Saturday, so oh, yesterday, so uh, you know, it's been vindicated uh, on what I've seen at home, and ultimately, the horse's ability makes my job so much easier because he has untold ability. How good? Oh, listen, I don't know, but he's pretty bloody handy, and I'm doing the right at the moment. Yeah, no, I think we saw a change in the guard there yesterday, Pete, didn't we? Giga Kick was very good running second. Mars, who's there about again. Nature's Trip was game, but I wish I win really announced himself. Hey, Pete, any phone calls from Everest slot holders last night? Listen, I've had a few even leading into it, I've got to say. Um, uh, the Quokka was the one we were getting driven mad on okay, um, yeah. with the $4 billion race in Perth in a couple of weeks. But, yes, I, I have certainly had uh, significant interest read the Everest. And uh, uh, Mark's down on the South Island of New Zealand doing some hunting and fishing with his family at the moment. So uh, anyone that sort of spoke to me, I said, listen, let's let the dust settle for a couple of weeks yeah. and uh, we'll uh, sit down and have a chat. And, and new territory to, to both of us. We sort of haven't been in this situation and how to deal and handle with offers that are put forward to us also. So uh, we probably need to speak to a few people who have been down this road before and and uh, see what path we take. No, fair enough. And just one quick one, Pete. Um, you had a significant win yesterday. She's now a dual stakes winner. Philly called Waltz on by. They don't come better bred than her. I'm invincible. It'll stay with me. She was a group one winner, a, a daughter of Miss Finland. So Waltz on by. Oh, wow, that, that was significant winning the Bendigo Guineas. Yeah, and uh, you know, great for Arrowfield. Thanks for their support, and uh, obviously he's got a she's got a half brother in the sales in a couple of days' time, so very tiny. But she she's a very nice filly that's sort of been very much a work in progress. Uh, she's a bit of a boisterous, bold type of girl, and she she just doesn't know how to put a foot on the throat of a race. Yesterday she was going to win comfortably and got the front and floated and just didn't quite know how to round it out. But I think she's a filly that's going to be a better mare, and I think she's. Like a, her mother and her granddam, uh, you know, she's going to really appreciate getting up to a mile. But with most of the Vinnie stock and her and they were different, they, they struggle on soft ground. Well, I've, I've certainly found that. So yeah, you've got to sort yeah. of pick your mark. And the last couple of years hasn't been easy. 
but she might go to Adelaide for a, for a group race over a mile in a few weeks' time. And uh, really looking forward to her as, as a mare and a more mature, complete horse. And I reckon she can build on. She's had two listed wins now, but I, she's definitely a group class filly. And I, well, I, she's not a group class filly. She's a listed class filly who I think can be a group class mare going forward. You know, she's pretty talented. Hey, Pete, we covered a bit of territory today. We've sorted out <laughs> Qantas's history. We've got an inkling of the Queenslanders and their love of origin. And I reckon we've got an understanding now of just how good I wish I went. He's so exciting. Hey, Pete, appreciate you coming on the show on the Sunday morning. Best of luck at the sales and best of luck with those Everest slot holders as they come come a-knocking, mate. <laughs> come thinking, thinking fast, I exactly, reckon. But, yeah. uh, look, it's a nice problem to have. So have a great one, boys. Enjoy the day. Unfortunately, the weather's not with us, but we'll have some fun somewhere. Terrific. Thanks, Thanks so Peter. much, Pete. There's Peter Moody, the trainer of I Wish I Win. Of course, that win coming 10 years after the mighty Black Caviar closed out her career with a 25th win in the TJ Smith. Richie Kellner's online. Richie, we're only just seeing the start of an exciting horse and I wish I win. He's a gelding. He's now a Golden Eagle winner. He's a TJ Smith winner. Uh, he's some horse. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Yeah, it's uh, an amazing horse, isn't it, to do mm. it. You know, I know I was done against a three-year-old at 1,500 metres. And as Peter Moody just rightly said, things can change and you've got to be prepared to change as a trainer. Thinking you're going to a Cox Plate at a mile and a quarter or Queen Elizabeth, and now you're winning the, you know, the the country's second best sprint race in the TJ Smith behind the Everest. So yeah, what an incredible training mm. performance, but an incredible uh, incredible horse really. Um, to do that it shows how good he is. Exactly. Yeah. Did we see a change in the guard yesterday, Rich, in the sprinting race? Giga Kick ran up to his Everest run. He was very game running second. Mars, who never runs a bad race, Nature Strip was brave, Rich. Look. I wish I win was outstanding. Mm. Incredible. Um, I only come home in 36. I know that's from the leader. Um, Giga Kick was great. Marzu got the conditions, got the lovely run. I was surprised Nature Strip went as quick as he went, um, considering there was no pressure, because uh, Passive Aggressive was happy just to sit there. So, look, I thought Nature Strip was great, but I don't think you have to be Albert Einstein to work out that um, he's at the, the the back end of his career. Whether he races again or whether that's it, mm. I think we'll leave that to Chris Waller. I think he goes all right, considering <laughs> you know it was only April two thousand and eighty. He hadn't trained a Group One winner, and now he's trained one hundred and forty six. I think he's got a bit more idea than a few uh, a few people having their opinions about it. Yeah. Um, Maria Mia was good, lost and running. I want to get. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah. Mm. He didn't have any luck. He was first up for a while on a heavy track. He's wide. Super. Yeah, he ran wide. Just on Chris, while you made mention, he won his ninth Group 1 for the season yesterday with Militarise. Rich, nine different horses. It's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah it's different to every other year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, when you usually got the Winks who wins a few, very elegant wins a few. Uh, nine different yeah. horses. It is incredible. I know James Cummings still, I think, holds him at the moment. Yeah, on 11. Uh, and James yeah. had, had the bonus of a horse called Animo. Um, but James has done an incredible job with Animo. But, yeah, often you'll see, uh, as you rightly pointed out, Ray, when a, a trainer wins the Group 1 title for the season, one horses or two horses have really carried the bigger, uh, they have done the heavy lifting, yet uh, for Christmas Stable this year, uh, nine different horses. Phenomenal. Incredible, isn't yeah. it? And militarised, a big effort. He got absolutely poleaxed in, in the Golden Slipper and put out a play, and then to back up and now win uh, the English size and. It was good for Militarise, and it was also good for Joe Moreira, who mm. I know Chris Waller and Joe had been in contact for you know three to six months about Joe coming out, and Chris backed Joe, and Joe wanted to come out. And uh, tell you what, 
Um, the crowd loved him there yesterday. Yeah, didn't they? What? Yeah. Rich, yeah. how much did the rain impact yesterday's results? Oh, huge. Um, we're all thinking, because Ramick's <clears throat> me, a wonderful drawing track dog, and you're thinking, you know, we're on a, we're on a five, a six going to a five and getting close to a four, they were talking on Thursday, and then we're on a, you know, a heavy track. Mm. And as Ray, I'll tell you, Dean, rain on the day is worse than any other rain. Because once the, the horses have got in there and they've, they've, they've just made the impact on the track, the rain then gets in there and the water and it chops the track up even worse. It was certainly advantageous early on in the day to be kind of on speed near, not the inside fence, but three off the fence. So it was certainly the place to be. But it had an impact, Dean. You run those races on a firmer track and you'll get different results. But that's the nature of the beast. We're an outside sport. I'm sure it happens in rugby league, you know, when... Some sides are better with fast-moving games. Others are hard and tough when, when yep. the conditions uh, go about it. But I, for me, there was a lot of great highlights. But uh, Brett, Rob, um, mm. and my mate Mickey Wallace from out west with the hashtag West is Best, with Sizzle Manizzle to come from what everyone de- described as the weaker region out in the west, running second in the Canamble heat to win the uh, New Haven Park Country Championship was just incredible. Exactly. Hey, quick one. Rich, can't let you go without your take on Animo versus Dubai on the Quinnesburg Stakes next Saturday. Well, both of them handle the wet ground, but I've just got a feeling Animo's more brilliant than Dubai Honor. But if we get similar conditions to yesterday, uh, Dubai Honor would be yeah. where I'd be heading in that regard. But um, He's a, he's a, you know what he is uh, in racing, we, we call it, he's a line finder, NMO. Mm. He finds a line. He finds a way to win. He hasn't won by big spaces uh, most of his wins, but I've got a feeling it's going to be one hell of a battle. Uh, and so often in any sport, when you think it's a two-horse race, something appears yeah, from left field. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, Rich, terrific take on it. Great day's racing yesterday. Can't wait for next week. Um, thanks so much, Rich. It's going to be some race animo versus Dubai and the rest in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Tan's in studio. Tanya, good morning with today's scratchings. Morning, boys. Morning, everyone. Racing in New South Wales. Today is at Wagga and Mudgee and the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Let's start with Wagga. The weather is fine. The track is soft five. The rail out five metres. The 1,400 to the winning post. True the remainder. Penetrometer 4.97 and 26 scratchings. Race one, take two, Mr. Satellite. And nine, oh my hat, two and nine. Race two, number one, Boom Boom Betty. Six, Lunar Ashes. And seven, Miss Helmet, one, six, seven. From race three, number three, Gray's Reward. Nine, Carla Amore. And 12, Miss Patrika, three, nine and 12. Race four, number one, Associate. 11, Fashionista. 12, My Little Viking. And the Emergency, 18. One, 11, 12 and 18. Races five and six are clear. To race seven, number one, Don't Hesitate. Three, Raise Hell. Four, Young Heart. Ten, Pretty Extreme. Eleven, Sister Moon. Twelve, Giddy Up Giddly. Fourteen, Dancing with Kitty. Emergencies, 16 and 18. One, three, four, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, and eighteen. And out of race eight, number one, Merck, four, Decker, emergency, sixteen, nineteen, and twenty. That's one, four, sixteen, nineteen, and twenty from race eight at Wagga. 
Mudgee, the weather is fine. The track is soft six. The rail out four metres from the 900 to the 600 to the remainder. And there are 35 scratchings. Out of race one, number four, Rubyland. Ten, Lyrical Lady. And 12, Rapid Impact. Four, ten and twelve. Race two, number one, Apache Jewel. Ten, Newfangled Jill. And 12, Tequila Shots. One, ten and twelve. Race three, number two, Willet Doe. Three, Aussie Pharaoh. Seven, Twilight Rock. 8, Vega, 11, Charlotting, 14, Ruby and Lola and the Emergency, 19, 2, 3, 7, 8, 11, 14 and 19. Race 4, number 5, Who Forgot Spud, 8, Apache Dream, 11, Sumati, Emergencies, 14, 16, 17 and 19. 5, 8, 11, 14, 16, 17 and 19. To race 5, take out 8, Gold Counter, 9, Flying Foxy, 12, Shamalai, Emergencies, 15, 17, 19 and 20. 8, 9, 12, 15, 17, 19 and 20. Race 6, number 2, Gemari Beach, 4, Australia Pride and 11, Even Ruby, 2, 4, 11. And from race 7, number 1, Lonrioli, Two Beagle, five Motion Legend, seven Climate Control and the Emergency 13. One, two, five, seven and 13 from Race 7 at Mudgee. And up to the Sunshine Coast, rail is, the weather is fine in fact. The rail is true. The track is a good four. Penetrometer 6.9 and 35 scratchings. Even though we're back on daylight savings, or we're out of daylight savings time, these are still interim. So from race two, take three, eight and 11. Three, eight and 11. Race three, number eight. Number eight from the third. Race four, two, four and 10. Two, four and 10. From race five, three, four, six, 12, 13, 18, 19, 21. Three, four, six, 12, 13, 18, 19 and 21. Out of race six, numbers 1, 4, 11, 15, 16 and 21. 1, 4, 11, 15, 16 and 21. And so far from race seven, take out 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 8, 11, 12, 13, 14, 17, 21, 23, 24. That's 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 8, 11, 12, 13, 14, 17, 21, 23, 24. Not many left from race seven at the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing that and not me. Tips today, Wagga race three, number two, Falreen into race six, number eight, Participator. At Mudgee, race two, number three, Musical Affair. Into race seven, number three, Pyromania. Here's the news. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. A groundbreaking law is expected to come into effect in Queensland today, which will give police the power to wand people in public spaces for concealed weapons. Jack's law is named after teenager Jack Beasley, who was fatally stabbed on the Gold Coast in 2019. Queensland's Police Commissioner Katarina Carroll says today would have been Jack's 21st birthday. It was incredibly important to have this centred on his birthday, an amazing legacy for a wonderful young man. And, you know, most people that we interacted with, I think 99% understand it, they get it, and they don't mind being wanted because it really adds to the safety of the environment. Doctors are pleading for a lifeline in the May federal budget. Emily Minnie reports. Tens of thousands of patients are struggling to access GPs due to widening gap fees and doctor shortages. The Royal Australian College of General Practitioners is warning more doctors could 
could abandon bulk billing if government funding isn't increased. Nearly 40% of people are waiting up to three weeks for an appointment and some clinics are charging $90 per visit. The Telegraph reports there's a predicted shortage of 11,500 GPs within the next decade. The Western Australian opposition wants the state government to introduce laws to crack down on vaping. While it's illegal to buy and sell vapes without a prescription, e-cigarette devices remain prevalent in the community, including in schools. Liberal leader Libby Metham says the issue cannot be understated. You'd be hard-pressed to think vaping was actually illegal unless you had a prescription for vaping in WA. The proliferation of, of vaping across our school communities and right across our community at large is a very real concern. Car importers are being warned to get their vehicles cleaned before they're shipped to Australia amid biosecurity concerns. More than 8,000 new vehicles are stuck at ports waiting to be decontaminated. Pests found on cars include exotic snails and bugs. Police have charged four men over a drug syndicate on the New South Wales central coast. Strike force detectives searched a storage facility at Berkeley Vale seizing cocaine, cannabis, and drug paraphernalia. The men aged in their 20s and 30s have been refused bail. Overseas, Pope Francis has left a hospital in Rome after being treated for bronchitis and says he will lead a mass on Palm Sunday at the start of Easter week celebrations. The BBC's Jenny Hill has more. A smiling Pope Francis leaned on a stick as he greeted well-wishers outside the Gemelli Hospital. He's been here since Wednesday receiving antibiotic treatment for bronchitis. The Vatican said he'd resumed some work duties while still in hospital and had baptised a newborn baby, as well as sharing a pizza dinner with some of the doctors and nurses. Outside the clinic, the Pope also comforted a couple who'd lost their child overnight and signed the plaster cast of a young boy. He appeared relaxed, telling reporters that he hadn't been frightened and quipped, I'm still alive. And Italy has become the first Western country to block access to artificial intelligence chatbot ChatGPT over privacy concerns. This is Air News. The focus of the Formula One world will be on Melbourne today and for his update, his Air Sports Paul Walsh. Red Bull's Max Verstappen will lead the charge at this afternoon's Australian Formula One Motor Racing Grand Prix after claiming his second pole position for the season. The current world champion had to withstand strong opposition from both Mercedes drivers, with George Russell claiming second place on the front row, while it will be Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso starting from the second row. For Verstappen, the winning formula today is simple. Yeah, what is important is a good start. And uh, from there onwards, I think we we normally are a bit more competitive in, in the race than qualifying. Young Australian Oscar Piastri will start the race from the eighth row after qualifying 14th. This is Paul Walsh in Melbourne for Air Sport. The Broncos have claimed their fifth win of the NRL season, defeating the Tigers 46-12. It's their best start to the season since 1998, but coach Kevin Walters says there's still work to be done. But they're just stats. We need to keep going and the boys need to... I can feel it amongst them all. Uh, They're a really good group of fellas and they just want to... Just keep going, keep getting better. Manly and Newcastle drew 32 all. The Dragons beat the Dolphins 38 to 12. The Crows have defeated the Power 117 to 86 in the AFL. Wins also to the Hawks, Blues and Saints. And Fiji, the Chiefs and Brumbies all posted wins in the Super Rugby. Australian Independent Radio News. 
The championships continue. Stand by for a start in the Sydney Cup. And they're off and racing. April 8th. Blake Shin is scraping through on who shot the barman. And he raced to the lead. Grand Marshal's pulling back the margin. Here's a great finish. Grand Marshal dives at who shot the barman. Grand Marshal lunging at who shot the barman in the Sydney Cup. Great finish. I can't stop, no stop. I came to win. Galante in front from Libran and Grand Marshal. Galante still in front. He's got Libran beaten. Then Grand Marshal. And Galante's going to lead all the way for Kieran McAvoy. Takes out the Sydney Cup by link to Libran. Oh, Here's the nine-year-old who shot the barman. Is it his day-to-day? Aubrey next, and then came Patrick Aaron. It's a Carter in front from who shot the barman. They're wide apart. They hit the line. It's a photo in the Sydney Cup. Win. The championships this Saturday win. on the National Racing Service. I came to win. Beware of cheap bloodstock insurance. The team at HQ Insurance offer their clients the most comprehensive cover on the market, including agreed value and dedicated claims management. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Experience the magic of Luna Park Sydney by night. Twilight passes are now available from just $34, but only for a limited time. Go to lunaparksydney.com. Pimble all southbound lanes on Monavelle Road blocked at the Pacific Highway. That's due to a semi-trailer accident. You can take Telegraph Road, the Pacific Highway and Ride Road to get around it. DY traffic lights flashing yellow on the corner of Pitwater Road and Harbord Road. And there's flooding in Alexandria that has Botany Road blocked both ways at Burke Street. Get caught speeding this holiday period in you'll face double the points. With double demerits in force Thursday, April 6 till Monday, April 10, you can stop it or cop it. I'm Andrea Pnomo, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Sydney today, showers about top of 21 degrees. Melbourne for the Grand Prix, partly cloudy, hopefully no rain, top of 19 degrees. Brisbane, a shower too and 27. Mostly sunny for Perth and 27 degrees. Sunny Sunday for Adelaide, 22. Uh, Hobart, cloudy and 19 degrees. Darwin, mostly sunny and 34. And in Canberra, partly cloudy and 20 degrees. Back at here, Sloan. Gaps them. Look at him go. He breezes past the hammer. Oh, what a strike from again. Just what Aston Villa needed. They double the lead. Daily Cherry Evans waits on the right. Here he is again, driving it to the left on this occasion. And for the first time since round three, 2020, we have an NRL draw. Lovely little touch for Nisbet. And Josh Nisbet has scored. And the Mariners really have something to celebrate there because that is a rare occurrence. Carrigan for Walsh. Here comes Ricky. There's no Tiger inside. This is a 20. First time in 25 years the Broncos have started with five straight. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend. Welcome back to the show. Big second hour coming up. Peter Peters will join us shortly. Ben Hayes, the co-trainer of Mr. Brightside, the Doncaster winner yesterday. League Super Quiz. Score check, Dino. Yeah, Wayne's text in. Bulldog 4, Ray 3. But Ah. before we leave the quiz debate, very interesting, this one, Ray. Mm -hmm. Listen carefully, my friend. Rooster Man, can't wait for the upcoming Ray scandal in the quiz this week. His schoolboy looks can't hide 
behind the rorts he conducts. Wow. Starting to think Tanya <laughs> is even onto it too. Hashtag I'm with Bulldog. Rooster Man, you are Jeez. a gentleman and a scholar. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> well, they're starting to see through it. He's thrown Tanya under the bus too. They're starting to see through it. The butter wouldn't melt in Tanya's mouth. <laughs> I'm talking about you, not Tanya. <laughs> anyway, Jared Daffy will join us a little later with today's life lessons, words of wisdom, all things odds. Phil Moss talking the world of football. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on 135353, SMS 0419767272. Dino's thrown the cat amongst the pigeons, so to speak, with his Joseph Suwali um, debate, which has got people fired up, you know, I've got to say. And um, there's one here from Morning Rain Bulldog. I wonder why Gus is so wound up about Joseph Suwali. His, his decision to leave the game is not like the first play to do it. Cheers, Wall from Scone. That's correct. Yeah, look, he, he will stay, Ray. He should stay. And then he can go. Hmm. After his two years, he's done his commitments to Rugby League. I still think he will come back, albeit... Uh, you think he will? I think he will. Mm. After the World Cup, I think he'll have enough of rugby and he'll want to come back to a game where he's challenged a bit more. What's but our, what's, let's be yeah. interested in hear what Zorba has to say about the great Suali's decision. Correct. Zorb's on the line. Pete, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, Bulldog. Uh, yeah, interesting, isn't it? Uh, Joseph Suali. He's a special talent. He's uh, display at centre and fullback in the Roosters' win over Parramatta at Allianz on Thursday was uh, simply stunning. He's um, he's really an Israel Folau or a Greg, Inge- Greg Inglis evolving. I remember when I saw both of those players for the first time and I thought, wow, they're going to be special players. They were just so good at such a young age. They stood out immediately in their respective um, um, careers when they came through the Melbourne Storm, tall, strong, fast skillful, and uh, Joseph is a carbon copy. His ability to easily lay on tries for his outside men was on show on Thursday with his skipper James Tedesco out of the game early. He shouldered extra responsibility with ease and with two more seasons Mm. to go on his contract, and I think the Roosters will ensure that he plays those out. The sky's the limit. I um, I love the verbal battle between um, Phil Gould and Trent Robinson during the week, obviously, Trent's going to stand up for his player and, um, and Gus is going to grab headlines with so many outlets to, uh, to do that. Um, look, I'm, I'm of the opinion that the big money's played a part. Um, I'm of the opinion that, you know, he obviously likes the game from playing it as a young youngster, but he looks to me like he loves winning and he's not going to do much of that in rugby at a top level. Um, I watched some sevens during the week and we can't even play that in rugby. We got beaten by the USA, which is hardly a giant in the world of rugby. So, I don't know. And and they're talking now about playing sevens, Suwali, when he goes as well. Um, I just think that's um, that's using a a Rolls Royce to... uh, just go up the road and do the shopping in. Just ridiculous. Yeah, no, it certainly has created debate. Hey, so before we get into a couple of your topics, quick one here from Gordon from Yarimba. Peter Peters, um, do you think Latrell Mitchell has been playing in a dinner suit like I do? The bloke simply has to get more involved in a game. That's from Gordon, of course. Rabbitohs losing 18-10 to the Storm. Should Latrell move to centres? Well, he's a great player wherever he plays. Mm. I think what we've got to get, or what... Um, Jason Demetrio has got to get out of uh, Latrell, and he hinted at it at um, 
at the press conference after the game that he's just got to get more involved. He doesn't seem to be... Um, I mean, when he gets involved, it's just a silky touch and it's great, um, but not enough. And um, the Rabbitohs aren't good enough overall to have him not playing at an absolute more involvement mm. level in the game. And I think it's there for everyone to see. Um, you'd be uh, uh, you'd be not not facing up to the real facts if you uh, if you thought otherwise. Um, got to get more involved. Gotta start getting a move on mm. South Sydney. I mean that that loss. Um, 18-10 to the Storm um, really puts them back in the field a little bit and they were my tip to win the comp. They're going to need to improve a lot on um, on their recent performances to do that, but they can. Hey, Zorbo, I interviewed you during the week for a Daily Telegraph story about Chris Menz's decision to reject any funding for suburban grounds and you were quite strong in your quotes around Brookvale and how it has deteriorated and how funding is required. If funding isn't required, or isn't given, rather, to Brookvale Oval, do you fear one day that the grand old ground, much like Leichhardt and other suburban grounds, may be forced to close for major sporting events like NRL? I don't think so, Bulldog, simply because the new centre of excellence and the new grandstand has lifted it. There's a complete new surface, so... The old cow paddock is gone. So there have been some improvements. And strangely enough, the locals love the hill. Um, You wouldn't get me up there for the love of money, but uh, at a crowded game, um, simply because you struggle to, A, get a drink, B, get something to eat, and C, go to the toilet. Um, And you can hardly move from up there, and heaven knows what goes on on that hill. Um, I, um, what are you suggesting? <laughs> well, I'm suggesting that the bottle, the empty bottles, may be used for something. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> Which is a bit archaic, isn't it, when we're in 2023? Absolutely. But look, I, I think eventually they're going to have to come to the party. And I think Peter Vlandis will force that issue. And it's not just Brookvale. It's, it's Leichhardt, and they deserve it, the Tigers. Um, and... It's not. It's not. It's not just Brookvale Oval and Leichhardt. We've got other grounds as well. Cronulla, great club, on the rise, doing very, very well off the field as well. They deserve a ground that gets um, some money thrown at it. Um, it shouldn't all be going um, to the Golden West. And I think the the chairman of the West Tigers a couple of weeks ago he hit the nail on the head. He said, "Look, if they're going to do improvements at Penrith, don't go into the." into the trotting track area, give them X amount of dollars and then have some left over for the other suburban grounds as well. So we're improving four clubs as well. I um, Look, I understand hospitals and, and, um, and the like and schools are uh, of paramount importance, but so is sport in our community. And particularly when we're looking at um, so many people today that are having issues with their health and well-being. And sport is a great outlet. And that Northern Beaches area is one area of Sydney that's been neglected when it comes to sport. And they've provided so many sporting uh, heroes for um, for our state and our country. Yeah, no, hard to argue with you, Sorb. Hey, Sorb, Dolphins, a bit of a reality check, losing 38-12 to the Dragons yesterday. Yeah, five weeks in and the Dolphins have lost their fins, really. Um, depth was always going to be an issue for... Uh, Wayne Bennett's new side, and that was evident in last night's 38-12 to loss in the gong 
Tristan George Illawarra, no Felice Kafusi, and no Sean O'Sullivan on top of an injury to Anthony Milford has brought the Dolphins down to a level um, that, um, that they're going to struggle to get out of. The great start to the NRL will soon be a memory. They Remember, they beat the Roosters' first game in a, in a massive upset. They've slipped to seventh already, and they play the Cowboys in the South in the next two weeks. I can't see them winning those games with the personnel they've got on deck and available, and they're going to struggle hard, and they don't have the necessary depth to get through injury issues. They played a Ben Hunt-inspired Dragons in the form last night. Hunt is exactly what the Dolphins are missing, an inspired halfback leader. Now, Zul, there's many texts flowing in this morning asking us to ask you, have you changed your mind about the Broncos? And I'm saying it in a nice way, the texts aren't so complimentary. In what way about the Broncos? I have already admitted that I got it wrong uh, about the Broncos and they will be a top four side and challenge. I, um, I didn't have them uh, anywhere near that at the start of the season and um, I apologised a couple of weeks ago. So I suggest those people go to their chemist today, get some <laughs> cotton buds and something to clean their ears out so they don't jump on the bandwagon and, um, and ask me, could I have a different view when I've already changed my view? I'll tell you what I did see last night. I saw a young player that scored four tries and still doesn't get a win. Um, mm. I don't know how many times that's happened in the NRL, but a 32-all draw uh, with Newcastle and Manly and Mudge, you know, I've got to say, I thought uh, Newcastle a bit unlucky. Um, now, Young is, um, Dominic Young is roosters bound next season. And the 21-year-old 20, giant showed how lethal he is on the left wing with a stunning display of speed and power. Can you believe he played New South Wales Cup last week? He's a good he was player. Jeez, and he only player. came into the side as a, a late inclusion. The try that he mm. started and scored to put Newcastle in front 28-16 was the best try I've seen all year. Yep. Um, his teammates combined beautifully in it. It was, it was brilliant. But he, leaving him out of the side the start of the game uh, in the team selection is mystifying even allowing for the fact he's going to the Roosters next year um, and he had a case of the dropsies in the club's home win over Canberra Raiders the week before he's a weapon mm. what a 12 try yeah. for the fans in Mudgee and I've, I've got to say um, Lockie Miller is a revelation at fullback for, uh, for the Newcastle Knights I mean there's not too many people at the moment saying we're missing Kalen Ponga. <laughs> and I never thought that would be the case at Newcastle. Yeah, good point. Did Bradman best score, Zorb? Uh, no, not really. Not with the rules of the game, he didn't score. What do you think, Dino? Uh, I'm with Zorba. Really? Gee, OK, I must... And I don't like to say that because I don't like our thoughts to align. It worries me. Uh, I just... No, and neither you should. Um, <laughs> what about the West Tigers, boys? I mean, the difference yeah, between first and last, yeah. it's the Pacific Ocean. West Tigers got a reality check last night when they measured uh, where they are in the NRL. It was painful viewing. Nothing about the Tigers would make their long-suffering fans feel good. And I don't even feel good about putting the boot into them this morning, but I will do it. Their big off-season buyers are down to the level of their new teammates. And the old theory of you play with dogs, you catch fleas is really paramount at the West Tigers. The Dream Team coaching team look a rabble. 
Now, I'm, I'm mystified as to why Coach Tim Sheen sits sideline with old mate and they both look like they're auditioning for an episode of Grumpy Old Men. If Sheen's is grooming Benji Marshall for the head role coming down the track in two years, surely match conditions and how you handle match conditions are a big part of that. But Benji's up top in the box and Sheen's is downstairs on the sideline. None from five, and Parramatta on Easter Monday will bring up a half dozen losses to show the gap between last and second last. It's a horror show at West Tigers, and I can't see them coming out of it anytime soon. I know another bloke who could audition for Grumpy Old Men. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He's about to get, I think he's about to get cut off. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> hey, Tom, before you go, then we do need your tips today. Sharks take on the Warriors. That's the 4.05pm game. And then at 6.15pm, Bulldogs versus Cowboys. Two great games. Mm. Before that, has anybody ever seen... And I, I, Look, we've just watched the retirement of the all-time great hooker in our game, 430 matches, Cameron Smith. He's the GOAT, retired in 2021. But... I don't. I can't recall in my time in rugby league a hooker getting across the field to make a cover defending tackle in the corner like he was a reincarnation of Ron Coote, and we saw it the other night where um, Harry Grant was where, it? Yeah. where Harry Grant yeah. got across and denied South Sydney a try in the right corner to uh, Isaac Thompson. It came. Uh, just a minute after Nick Meaney had, had done a similar thing in the left corner um, to deny Alec Johnson a try. But in all of all of Cameron Smith's 430 games, I never saw him come across the field like that to save a try in the corner with a copybook tackle like Harry Grant did the other night. He's a superstar yeah. on the rise. I, I know play. we've known that for a long yeah. time now, but he just gets better every week. He can play. What's your tips Today's for game, yep. Sharks mm-hmm. and Warriors. Now, the Warriors, and they've won three, lost one in their four games. They're doing really well, and so is their coach, Andrew Webster. And they're not going to win today's game either. Uh, we saw Nico Hines, the Daly M winner, come back last week in absolutely superb form against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They've got Braden Trindle, who was doing great in, uh, in uh, Nico Hines' absence at halfback. He'll be on the bench to give them a little bit of variety. Sharks to win that one against the Warriors in what should be a good game. And the Bulldogs host the Cowboys at a core. And, wow, it's hard enough losing players uh, in games, but to lose a player like Viliami Kikau at training after a training miss out with a, uh, uh, with a concussion is, uh, is really tough luck. That's going to hurt them. Josh Reynolds back on the bench for... Um, Canterbury Bulldogs will be uh, interesting. Um, two from two, both sides, going for the Cowboys to win this one. They've got more spark in their side, and I think the Bulldogs will miss kick out. So um, my selections today, and they'll both win. Sharks all up into the Cowboys. Good on you, Thanks, Zorb. Zorb. We'll talk next week, mate. See you, boys. There's Peter Peters talking all things rugby league. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. The Golden Easter Egg. One of the great races. Is set to run. This Saturday. As they come to the corner now, Properties led Magic Slippers. Tent Hill Doll is grabbing them. And Tent Hill Doll, a brilliant performance to score. You're so golden. Powder Burns coming again. Powder Burns got up and won.
on the money. What a fabulous run. Golden. Fernando Bale, he's ripping and tearing along. Diana Nico, but it's Fernando Bale. He is right in the zone. He won the egg in outstanding fashion. This Saturday on the National Racing Service. Crowd lets out a roar and they're racing in the slipper. A tradition of greatness. Forensics is winning the Golden Slipper. Miss Finland, she bolts it in. A legacy of success. But nothing like a Dane draws clear. Is six group ones this time in for the Hustler. 36 years of producing Australia's turf legends. But Lake and Rupee, this is a superstar of the turf. Join the next generation of greatness with a 2023 Arrowfield Inglis Easter graduate. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Erdegaard, he picks out Shaka! Shaka with the header! There's no way back for Leeds United now. And the message is quite clear from the Emirates as Arsenal go back eight points at the top. Catch it if you can. It's Arsenal four, Leeds United one. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Uh, that, was, that wasn't good, Dino. Four... 4-1 for Arsenal, but what do you do? Plenty of SMSs there. I like the one from Tom from Macquarie Fields, Dino. Yeah, Tom says the Tigers need a halfback, so why do they get rid of Hastings and try to get Mitchell Pearce? Mm. A lot of Tigers fans are asking the same question. I thought Luke Brooks had a crack last night. His running game has certainly improved in the last two weeks, but I actually feel sorry for the Tigers, Ray. I looked at them behind the line last night, another try conceded, and they just looked a bit dispirited, and I don't know, maybe I'm getting soft in my old age, but I, I don't want to kick them when they're down. I, I feel a bit feel a bit sorry for them. Yeah. And things are getting any worse with the draw they're facing in the next four or five weeks. Mm. Let's see, Rooster Man's chiming again, watching the Tigers is like watching maths. Maths? <laughs> do you watch maths? We, we do, sadly. I made a mistake watching the first couple and sort of, yeah, got stuck. That's how they get you. Yeah, I know. Do you watch it? No. But you watch Home and Away. Home and Away is quality. Oh, okay. Fair enough. It's a quality <laughs> Australian. <laughs> Thank you. John, it's a quality Australian soap opera. I'm still waiting for you to come good on my little scene at the back. Oh, yeah. I my little bit that. part. I'll, I'll, I'll have another crack at that. All right. Our, ne- our next um, gentleman waiting online, uh, caller, probably thinks he's on a different radio program, but this is a sports show. Ray, good morning, Ray. <laughs> good morning, guys. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Dean. Long-time listener. First-time caller. Fantastic, I love that Ray. cliche too. Ray, say it again for me. Go on. First time caller, long time listener, bro. Fantastic. Really love the show. But Dean, I know you've got a lot of contacts in the industry, and this is why I'm calling. I know some fans are going to be happy after the Dragons win last night, 
but I was really alarmed to find out that 24 of the 30 players are off contract at the end of the year, bro. Yeah, there's a lot coming off down there, Ray, at the moment. Uh, look, it's a matter of wading through which players they want to keep. Ray, people like you are concerned, I get that, but then if they go and sign 10 of the players and they lose six, seven games in a row, then the fans say, why did you re-sign the players? It's a matter of being patient. I think they'll work through it slowly to de- try to determine which players they want to keep and which they don't, and how much they can save in their cap by getting rid of a couple of players to perhaps have a crack at a big name. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Ray's gone. gone. It's a good point. And he waited um, all that time. First time call, a long time listener. Yeah. He bails out after 30 it a, seconds. It was a good call, though. It was it? a good call. He's passionate. He is. Um, this is from Phil the Dragon. Hi, boys. The gummy sharks don't deserve any government funding. They wax lyrical about their own ground. Let them spend their so-called rivers of gold from the development. That's the issue, Dino. Which suburban grounds get the funding and which ones miss out? And those who miss out, quite rightly, will be peed if they don't get any government funding. So I'm just playing devil's advocate. It's difficult for um, politicians to throw all this money at suburban grounds, but then they have to make those hard calls. Well, the problem with the suburban ground debate, Ray, is that, as we know, if there's no funding, the deal that the NRL made to have the grand final in Sydney until 2042 is dead and buried. Mm-hmm. So quite rightly, Peter Volandis has said, you don't give us the funding, we'll take the GF elsewhere. And I am a fan of that. A lot of people aren't. If they want to take the grand final to Melbourne and they can guarantee a full house and a great week where we can celebrate rugby league with street parades or whatever you want to organise, I've got no problem with it. A really? lot of people do. Yeah. No, not Take no. it to the biggest bidder. Take it to Perth. Ray, Sydney's no. got about 5 million people. 80,000 go to the game. So it's only one in every 15,000 get to go to the game anyway. It doesn't bother me where it's played. If you're watching on television, it could be played in Timbuktu. It's a tough one. I don't know. Hey, Pete's chimed in. That'll do me. Home and away. How old are you, Bulldog? They can't act in the only small town on earth that has everything but a towering inferno. How dare you, Pete? Bag me and bag home and away. It's a quality Australian soap, and it's been around since 1988. Have you watched it every year? So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Pete. Have you watched it every year? No, no, I haven't, no, to be honest. How long have you watched it? I'm a late bloomer. (laughs) Probably two years now. Slid a little bit lately, to be honest with Has you. Right? Yeah, how, long quality, you been, how long have you been Pete is right to a degree. The quality can obviously slide a little bit. It's fair but you know what? Yeah. Like you with maths. Once you watch one, I know, you, you keep coming in. back. Robbo's been waiting for us. Robbo, good morning. Good morning. Smoking's bad for your health, Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stunts your growth. Same and same and away. I feel like that too. <laughs> Listen, um, just on um, the Rabbitohs and the Sea Eagles. Hmm. I think both teams were very flat after last week's Herculean effort. I thought last week's game was a spectacular game of rugby league. Robbo, I've got no doubt you're right. I think those golden points, Mm. it might only be another four, five, six, seven minutes, but gee, it takes it out of you, doesn't it? Oh, it does, but but just all the way through the game, both teams had patches where they were brilliant and then they just sort of went through the motions for quite a while uh, and the results went, you know, as such, but... uh, that was just my take on the game. Now, Rob, I'd be interested to see how Manly and Newcastle go next week based on your theory, because that went for 90 minutes yesterday. I think um, you'll find Manly's mental attitude will be a lot better. 
I just don't think they were they were completely switched on as what was South. I just don't think they were there you know, mentally. But you know, uh, we'll see what happens. You're right. It'd be interesting just to see what happens. Uh, yeah. I think the test will be on on Newcastle more than Manly. No, good call. Good call, Robbo. I think Manny would have banked on those two points, Dino. But um, thirty-two all with Newcastle Knights. Look, one point, right? Could I know, at yeah. the end of the season be the one point that you miss out on? Yep. Or it could be the one point that. Gets Get you, you in, in Willow the, from Windsor. The, yep. mm-hmm. I always love Willow. Wash your mouth out, Pete. Home and away is quality television. I've been watching since I was a young kid. See, Ray? Gee. There's always someone up there who loves a good soap opera. Ben Hayes, the trainer of the Doncaster Mile winner, again probably thinks, what radio show is he on this morning? Ben, good morning. I promise you this is a sports show, Ben. I do like Home and Away. Oh, oh there we good go. On you, ben. There Thank we go. you. You've got support, Dean. <laughs> you watch it every night, Ben? Uh, when it comes on, uh, it always is always in the background. <laughs> you know, Dino wants to be on. That's his life's ambition. Ben is to be on Home and Away. I just want to be in the background, Ben. That's all. <laughs> I don't want a talking part. <laughs> Unbelievable. They just won't give me my chance, Ben. <laughs> I tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's too good. Hey, Ben, congratulations. Um, Mr. Brightside was fantastic yesterday. We had Peter Moody on earlier. He was worried about the rain and the and the deteriorating conditions. We went from a soft five to a heavy nine. Didn't stop Mr. Brightside, Ben. No, it didn't. He's a horse that has a very good wet record. Um, he won the Doncaster last year in a heavy eight. So um, I was a little bit worried, but not too worried. I thought the track played pretty fair. They're winning up the inside, down the middle, and... Peter Moody's horse was very impressive coming mm. from last. So um, going into it wasn't too fair because we knew he could handle it. Um, now, too worried. Yeah. Ben, Mr. Brightside, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you know all the words to this song? Of course, that's the song by The Killers. Yep, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Why that song, Ben? Well, it, it, we purchased him from New Zealand with the name already. So um, I just think it's a it's a great name and mm. it's a, a ripper song. And it's a good song to sing to after you win. So, well, what, what so about... We got right around it last night, yeah. I you. Well, even after the race yesterday, Ben, the owners all burst into song and the crowd went along with them. Yeah, yeah, and and they also played the song, which yeah. is pretty cool as well. So, no, it's um, it's I must say it's a good idea to name a horse under <laughs> after a good song because it, it gives you something to think mm. about. Even when it pops on in the ra- uh, in the car on the radio, um, you know, it's a very popular song. So, it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. he's well named. I must say, absolutely. Hey, Benny's a magnificent miler, it's quite obvious. Nine wins from 13 starts, two Doncasts now, an all-star mile, etc. Do you go back to 2,000 metres for the Queen Elizabeth Stakes next Saturday? Uh, we'll just see over the next couple of days. Just want to see how he is uh, before making any decisions. But it's it's a little bit tempting, but yeah. I guess it was a heavy nine and I did make a point of asking Zach how he felt um, on the line and through the line and... Zach thought he had a tough run, so we're just going to have to have a look at him and make that decision, but no decision yet. Fair, fair enough. So so if you don't go to the, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, would that be stumps for this season, at least for Mr Brightside? Yeah. yeah. Um, I reckon if we, yeah, if we would probably go out of work or go to the Queen Elizabeth. But okay. obviously haven't spoken with the whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that decision's yet to be made. Fair enough. He's still lightly rates. I know he's a rising six-year-old, but he hasn't done a lot of racing, so it's all ahead of him, and uh, he is a gelding. Just quickly, Ben, um, you got the mile, the big mile double yesterday because at Bendigo, here to shock, won the golden mile for the stable. Yeah, it was, that was a big thrill. Mm. Um, it was a good half an hour, I must say. Um, he's a horse that's uh, really um, started to relax in his racing. Um, he was a horse that was a bit aggressive and we've gotten on top of his race manners and he's been able to, his last two wins have been very impressive and he was always a question mark at a mile, but now he's relaxing. He really ran it out nice and strong. So um, added another string to his bow and I think he's progressive and going through the grades really well. Ben, before we let you go, just very quietly tell us who's your favourite character. <laughs> I don't know, home and away. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Um, don't don't go shy on me now. You've got to support no, me here. Um, well, who's your uh, favourite character, Dino? I've got multiple, but let's see what Ben says. Oh, what's the the singer dude? Um, Theo. Yeah. Theo, <laughs> okay. Is, is Theo he, Poulos is his name. Is there a bit of trouble? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a good man, Ben. Hey, good on you, Ben. I really appreciate it coming on the show Sunday morning. I know you've got the sales in the next couple of days. It's a huge... Uh, and very busy time for people like yourself. But thanks for coming on the show. Congratulations with a second success of Doncast with Mr Brightside for you and JD. And we'll, we'll wait and see what you do with the horse for next weekend. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. Thanks, Ben. There's Ben Hayes, son of um, Hall of Famer David Hayes, grandson of Hall of Famer Colin Hayes, and Ben and JD are heading in the same direction. Terrific to get that Doncaster double with Mr Brightside. Quiz time, Dino. You're leading 4-3, four, three, four, Wayne three, said. Correct. Yeah, 4-3. Dino's in front. So call now, 13-53-53. That's 13-53-53 to be part of the league super quiz. We're, paying for, we're playing for a $100 cash card courtesy of TAP. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Got runners on top of the world. He wins the Breeders' Cup. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh yeah, looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Did you know you are 56% more likely to get a group-winning two-year-old from the Easter Yilling sale than its nearest competitor? Don't miss out on the 2023 renewal on April 3 and 4 at Riverside Stables. Catalogue available now. Visit inglis.com.au for more information. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, 
curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Matt Silverbrand scores behind square on the left side. And the Mumbai Indians, the stage awaits your bow. A slight hiccup in the middle of the tournament has had little to no effect on the dominance of Harman Precourt and her team. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show. League super quiz time, Dino. Are you Four, confident? three, rate to me. Another text coming in. My ears are pricked for a pending rort behaviour, Raymond. How about this one? They are keeping a very close eye on you, mister. What about this one? ICAC is listening to the quiz this morning. No <laughs> cheating, Ray. Seriously. What's going on? Pete's These are all your friends texting in. No, no. Pete says you'll struggle to gig on home and away, Dan. It's only for good-looking actors. Yet, at the same time, no name on this one. Morning, gents. Hey, Dino, if you're not married... Oh, is, there's no, could, is that a lady? A boy. Oh, it could be a guy. Yes. It's, we're in modern world these days. <laughs> Correct, yes. Let's leave it right there. Okay. Producer Steve's in the studio for the coin toss, Dino. I was going to say heads, but I'll go tails. Just something different? Oh, here we go. Great TV, this. Great radio. Heads here it is. Go. Raymond, it's over to you. Um, should I... Let's mix it up. I might open the batting. Go for it. Okay, and I think Jamie is on the line. Jamie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Terrific. You feeling confident, mate? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, here we go. I'm on a bit of a losing streak, Jamie, so I'm, I'm hoping you can turn it around for us. Okay, question number one. Which NRL team is not playing this weekend? Oh, jeez. Thank you. How long was that? It's like a minute and a half. Could have gone to the bathroom and come back. It was Gold Coast Titans, Jamie. They've got the bye. When you've got to think of the bye, it's not hard to do. If it's not your team, you don't think about it. Okay, here we go, Jamie. Question number two at Smallpool Choice. Which oval was the Manly Newcastle match played yesterday afternoon? A, Greg Carrington oval. B, Guy Wollaston oval. C, Glenn Willow Oval. See, it was. Well done, Jamie. That's spot on. Glenn Willow Oval. Question number three, also multiple choice. Where was the Dolphins' Jermaine Izarko? Is that how you pronounce it, Dino? Izarko. Where was the Dolphins' Jermaine Izarko born? A, Clarksville. B, Christchurch. C, Cambridge. Uh, B. Christchurch. Well done, Jamie. Two's <laughs> on the boards. Stay on the line, mate. Over to you, Dino. Yeah, there, Brad. No, Brad, Did Brad might give have up? ducked out. He's just dropped out. We might have to call him back. We might have to call him back. Two two's or three a, two's is a good, a good score. score. Um, and already someone's chimed in. How many seconds for the rod already? Yeah, I know, exactly. Butter <laughs> wouldn't melt in his mouth. That's the perception. Uh, no, the lovely Margaret's chimed in. Now, can you please read that one out? Margaret from Albury. Ray would never cheat. Thank you, Margaret. Margaret from Albury. Thank you, Margaret. Margaret, <laughs> Margaret. Don't let him pull the wool over your eyes like he does me every week. There was a time once in, I think we got Brad back. Brad's back. You're yeah, there, Brad. Sorry, boys. That's all right, Brad. Down mobiles. That's, That's all, right. all right. Now, Brad, we've got a bit of a problem. We're chasing two out of three to get to a tiebreaker. Are you ready? I'm ready, Dino. Name the three NRL teams whose nicknames start with S. 
S. S. Uh, St. George Illawarra. No, nicknames. Oh, S. Sharks. Yep. Not easy. Oh, oh, oh it's not Brad, easy. Brad, Brad, that, that was one we should have got. Seagulls in the storm. Yeah, not easy when you've got to think yeah. about on the run. That's all right, Brad. We're still in the game. Don't panic. How <laughs> many tries did Nathan Cleary score in his 20-point haul in Penrith's win over Canberra on Friday? Was it A, 0, B, 1, or C, 2? 1. Well done, Brad. We need this to go into a tiebreaker. Listen carefully. Where was Rabbitoh star Cody Walker born? Was it A, Nara, B, Ning, and C, Naruma? You're kidding. What? Could you say that again? A, Nara, B, Ning, and C, Naruma. B. Oh, oh, Brad. Brad. Virtually, you, you probably did it too well. You did that too well. Oh, bad luck, oh, Brad. Dear. We'll go back to Jamie. I think Jamie's on the line. <laughs> hey, Jamie, yeah, d- despite the shenanigans from Dean yeah, Bulldog, uh, Richie, we got up, mate. Definitely a, yeah, a win. <laughs> know, well done, Jamie. Well done. Hey, Jamie, stay on the line. We'll get a $100 cash card courtesy of Tab out to you straight away, so we'll get your detail- details. Congratulations, Jamie. Stu's text in. Dean's competitor, Brad, fell asleep because it was that long waiting for Ray's answer. <laughs> it's a sham. It's a shambles, this segment. <laughs> Oh, we're coming I'm up next. Breakfast. Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Where do missing socks go? How do you throw away a garbage can? Do fish sleep? Why do donuts have holes? If you find out, can you let me know, please? Jared Daffy's Words of Wisdom. Why does quicksand work so slowly? <laughs> Should it be renamed? Please explain. <laughs> uh, Jared Daffy joins us. Jared, firstly, and I hope we're not getting too personal here. You've had some fantastic news on the health front, mate. I have, uh, boys. Good morning to you both and good morning to the listeners. Yes, last Friday week, I uh, went and saw uh, a cardiologist for about the 685th time and they did a pretty big ECG on me the, the Monday beforehand and he said, um, heart's pretty much stabilised. No open heart surgery in a few weeks' time. So that's, that's, that's off the, great off the stuff, menu mate. and great news, soldier mate. on. Great news. So that's quick, good. Quick one before we get your life lesson. This one's from Straub from Glen Innes. Got one for Jared Daffy. Why is a wireless called a wireless when it actually has wires in it? I can't answer that. Good one from Straub. Can you, re- can you return you serve? Got? Can you return serve, Jared? Well, this is a thought for the day. Bacon and eggs... A day's work for a chicken, a lifetime commitment for a pig. <laughs> yes, I'll pay that. That's very good. Uh, uh, you, uh, you both skimmed over the quiz, and right? So because you were both cheating today. Uh, what? I mean, public Hang on. Hang on. Public sentiments definitely turned against you, right? No, it's what? unbelievable. Who yeah. would have thought that would ever happen? And I mean, you were at it again today with that 50-second pause uh, for the yeah, first exactly. question. Exactly. Thank you but very Dan much. Dean, it's got nothing Ray's got his finger on the button. He controls that. No, I don't. Thankfully. It's, it's funny how his get like 40 seconds, I get Hamish. four. Thankfully, Dean's contestant didn't win today because can you imagine the inflection protest <laughs> statements that would have been coming through? Hey, uh, Jared, you like You've got this? to tidy it up. Yeah, you like this one. No name. Don't let Ray's mother, Margaret, text in. 
<laughs> Margaret from Albury, I appreciate your support. Because Mum's probably listening in Tamworth, so Mum's probably going to text Well, your next. mum would be shocked. I think I would think that she brought you up better than what you've been she doing has. the last couple of weeks. Oh, my, my Mark's texted in too, Jared. Jared is a big maths fan. Is this true? I love it. Special on TV. Jared, yeah. you, you watch the first Can't couple. wait for tonight. You watch the first couple. You get sucked in, don't you? I'm not a mass fan, yeah. but I can't stop watching this. Oh, the reunion series. tonight and tomorrow yeah, night is going to be sensational. You blokes are sad. It's on for young and old. NRL <laughs> games. What's happening, Jared? We've got to move between on. between watching Darwin Dogs. Um, <laughs> Cronulla, $1.24, so they're short. The Warriors, $4.10. A line now, $13.5. It was 10 or 11 a couple of days ago, but I think Sean Johnson's out of that side. So, hence the move. And the Bulldogs... North Queensland's a fascinating match. Now, it was a dollar ninety take your pick earlier in the week. Uh, Bulldogs got into a dollar seventy four at one stage, but back to a dollar ninety equal favourites as we speak. So nothing in that market. As is the case each and every week, we've got the next round's matches up. Can't wait for this one on Thursday night. Melbourne dollar eighty and a Roosters two dollars. So at the moment, Melbourne Storm the favourites there. The updated market to win the title will Penrith remain the faves as you would expect. Uh, they are $4.25. The Roosters are into five. The Broncos now $7 third favourites. Melbourne and Souths at nine. Manly, Cronulla, 13. The rest are 21 or better. Yeah, outstanding. Hey, um, Jared Fitzy's chimed in. Good morning, Fitzy. He said that's fantastic news on Jared Daffy. Wonderful news. A lot of people in your corner, Jared. Great stuff. Hey, Jared, three games to complete round three of the AFL. The Blue Boys are going okay, Jared. They are, and we'll get to their premiership price in a moment. They could be three and three. Well, they should be three and three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three from three. Uh, the Gold Coast today, three fifteen. Geelong a dollar thirty-seven. A line of nineteen and a half points. I thought the clash of the round was Melbourne and Sydney. Mm. It's strange in this one, Ray. No movement in the prices all week. Melbourne a dollar seventy-four. Sydney at two ten. A line of four and a half points in favour of the Demons. And across the in the west, a derby. Well, we had the showdown last night, and a big upset there with the Crows winning. Fremantle favourites today, $1.45. The West Coast were pretty good last week. 275 outsiders and a line there of 14.5 points. And to win the big dance, well, Collingwood, $4.50 favourites. Melbourne, 6. Geelong, 7. The Mighty Blues are into $8 now, Ray. Sydney, eight fifty. Brisbane, 9. Uh, we've got uh, Richmond, 11. Port, 19. And St Kilda have looked good. Uh, mm. They're into $23. But throwing in all of the rage. Mm. Now, Jared, before we go on, Shane from Butterham has texted in, the quiz is the only one in the world that uses a sundial for timing. Excellent point, Shane. Excellent point. But we didn't point. get it anyway, so what's the difference? Now, Daff, let's get through these. You've got F1 in Melbourne. We've got the Masters in the Gulf and, of course, the big Queen Elizabeth next Saturday. Well, the F1, you know, I know we're early in the season, but it appears as though it's a bit of a snore fest at the moment. I know Verstappen was beaten by his uh, stable mate, Perez a couple of weeks ago, but he's a dollar twenty-five. And around Melbourne, you jump on the lure and you basically win unless something happens to your car. He's a dollar twenty-five. George Russell, Fernando Alonso at nine. Lewis Hamilton, uh, he performed well over the past couple of days. He's at ten. The rest are twenty-one or better. Got a million markets open on that race, as you would expect. Plenty of focus, obviously, on Oscar Piastri in the McLaren. Now he's three hundred to one to win it. You wouldn't think that would happen, but mm. he's $3.60 for a top 10 finish if, okay. uh, if you fancy him to finish top 10. So I think he starts 16 off the grid. Yep. So he can get there. So $3.60 top 10. Yes, the Masters gets underway this week. And Rory McElroy, the favourite, he's a perennial favourite. He's at 750. Scotty Scheffler, 8. 
John Rahm, 11. Cam Smith, Jordan Spieth at 15. And the other Aussie who's come right into the market now, Jason Day. His form has been fairly good over the last five or six months. And he was 34 when we put this market up a couple of weeks ago. He's halved. He's now $17. So Ooh. let's hope the uh, the Aussies are there on the last day. But Rory McIlroy, the favourite there. Ma- massive bucket list item to get to Augusta once in my life. Hey, Jared, um, well done on that uh, good report from the doc. And as always, super professional today. We'll talk next Sunday. We'll chat then, boys. See ya. There's Jared Daffy talking all things the world of odds. Our next guest is going to talk all things the world of football. Phil Moss, good morning. Morning, Ray Mundo. How are you? Terrific, mate. And unfortunately, Liverpool uh, never in the hunt against Man City. Well, we were. Oh, well, at one stage. <laughs> when, yeah. when Mo Salah yeah. hit the back of the net. But I'll tell you what, it, was, uh, it, it wasn't for very long. Man City flexed their muscle. It was a statement win. Um, you know, mm. all credit to them. They, they were just too good. And, and uh, Jack Grealish was uh, on a different level last night. That's the best I've seen him play in a Man City shirt. And um, starting to um, justify the big uh, outlay that Pep Guardiola um, signed the number of zeros he put on his contract. So, uh, look, ultimately, I think it was a statement win, um, but Arsenal replied in kind um, with the same scoreline um, in, in their game. And um, it's, it's going to be a race uh, a race in two, but uh, certainly Arsenal with that eight-point lead still uh, hold all the cards. Yep, Manchester City four, Liverpool one, Arsenal four, Leeds United one, keeps Leeds really much in that relegation danger zone, but an important win for Bournemouth. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it, it lifts them to 27 points in 15th uh, position. The win was over over Fulham. Solanke with a, a, ninth, a 79th minute winner um, in a 2-1 scoreline. So that was uh, really, really important for Bournemouth. And, and that's what happens this time of the season, isn't it, Ray? We start mm. to focus on the, the bottom um, of the ladder and five points. I mean, of course, we we still keep an eye on who's going to win the title, but the the relegation fight um, really does capture the imagination. And there's five points separating 13th uh, place Wolves to 20th place yeah, Southampton. So, so there's still so much to play for. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Roy Hodgson inspired Crystal Palace to an important 2-1 win over Leicester. He's back, Roy the boy. Yeah. Roy Hodgson, great to see him in the technical area again. It seems like this is his... Uh, 20th Indian summer um, <laughs> coming back, but um, when in doubt, call Roy, and uh, and he delivered again. You know, um, Crystal Palace were good in this game, um, and he obviously replaced the sacked uh, Patrick Vieira, and um, you know they deserved the win. Harry Sutter um, was uh, front and centre for for Leicester, and may have been able to do a little bit better in the the goal um, that was scored by uh, Mateta in the the 94th minute. Uh, but still great to see Harry back from Socceroo mm. duty and, and picked uh, in, in the Leicester squad. But, um, yeah, really important um, three points for Crystal Palace. But Leicester, that drops them into 18th spot, so they are now officially in the relegation zone. Yeah, it's going to be tough there. Um, just quickly, um, Moss, I'll just chime in with daylight saving ending. It's now 9 o'clock right up and down the eastern seaboard, so our Queensland listeners will be leaving us now for... Past the post, Dino. Mossy, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the A-League back home, Sydney FC, now they refused to lay down in that thrilling draw with Western United. They did, Bulldog. It was, um, look, at one stage at 3-1 down against Western United, you thought well, this could start to get a little bit ugly. Uh, Western seemed to have the momentum and um, 
And and the credit really has to go to Sydney FC for finding a way to get themselves back in the game because this was a this was a cup final and they've got mm. uh, another four cup finals coming um, because of how tight the table is. Um, but they found a way at home to to score two goals to get themselves back level. Um, Robbie Mack was superb, two goals on the night coming back from scoring for Slovakia during the uh, European qualifiers during the week, um, and he was the difference for Sydney FC. Last night, LaFondra coming off the bench, so it's good to see him back uh, in a sky blue shirt on game day. Um, but yeah, still uh, still plenty of fight in that dressing room at Sydney FC, and you, you can see it written all over their faces that um, you know it's a desperation stage of the season. They need to get three points uh, on a consistent basis if they're going to be in that top six. But special call out too to Ryan Grant. Uh, I think the performance. Um, really epitomised what Ryan Grant means to the club. You could see that the players did not want to trudge off that pitch with anything less than a point um, for, for Ryan Grant, and that, that's how they found a way to to, uh, to level the scores. Yep, Perth Glory did their top six chances a world of good being MacArthur 2-1. Oh, this was great. Mm. I, I commentated this game for Paramount Plus, and um, there you go, Bulldog. Quick, so it happens every week. <laughs> 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 and uh, no, look, it was uh, it was their last game at Macedonia Park, and um, really good atmosphere. And uh, Ruben Zadkovic and Milo Sturjovski went toe to toe from the technical area tactically, and um, you know changed the system throughout the game, and and really went uh, went at each other. Macarthur more in a transition, so they, they held a, a deeper defensive line, but then tried to hit Perth in transition to attack, which they did with a great goal to uh, Lachlan Rose. Uh, but then Perth just found this extra gear and uh, Adam Taggart was at the heart of it, Ryan Williams. Uh, so really good come from behind performance. And it, that puts uh, Perth Glory, I think, one point behind sixth place Sydney FC. So everyone was talking about Perth as lay down Mazares for a wooden spoon. They, they are fighting for a final spot mm. and they're in it up, up to their nets. Hey, Mossy, just before you go, the women's A-League. Now Sydney FC secured a Premier's plate. I think it was a three-peat with uh, yeah. victory over Newcastle yesterday. How good Bulldog. Look, Ante Juric, uh, you know, he's the coach of Sydney FC, long-term coach. Um, this is the third Premier's plate in a row, which is uh, is now in the in the record books, uh, first time it's been done. And, um, you know, I still think he's uh, Matilda's coach in waiting. You know, at some point he'll take the national team. He's been an assistant to the Matildas in the past, but he just keeps doing what he does and getting the best out of these players and, and producing young players that are coming through and, and turning them into Matildas. So, uh, fantastic uh, effort by Ante Juric and all the players at Sydney FC. And, and as we know, that club is all about silverware. And um, they'll be at Alliance this morning, I think, with the men's squad as well um, for their members' day. So, 10.30 till 12.30 at Alliance Stadium. So, if you're a Sydney FC supporter, get along and uh, congratulate the girls on a magnificent uh, Premier's plate. Exactly, yeah. Hey, Mossy, there's one game to go to complete this weekend's A-League round, Melbourne City versus Newcastle Jets. Three big games in the EPL overnight, particularly Newcastle versus Man U. Where are we going with Mossy's multi? Well, let's combine them, Ray. Mm-hmm. Why not? Let's make it uh, easy for our listeners and put some money in their pockets. So, man, uh, Melbourne City, I beg your pardon, to beat Newcastle this afternoon in the A-League at home. And Melbourne City just quickly have got that... Uh, uh, Melbourne Derby, uh, I think you'd call it a replay on Wednesday night, the one where there was crowd trouble down That's there in right. Melbourne. So um, Manchester, uh, Melbourne City going to that game 1-0 up and it starts from the 21st minute. So that's okay. on Wednesday night. Okay. Um, so it'll be an interesting one. But for the multi, it's Melbourne City into West Ham to beat Southampton tonight yep. into Newcastle and Manchester United to draw. 
That okay. one's uh, at Newcastle, but I think Manchester United will go there and get a point. They've been in better form than Newcastle lately, but I think it'll be a draw. Terrific. Hey, Mossy, appreciate as always, and we'll talk next Sunday. Thanks, guys. Take Thank care. Thank you. There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Here's the news. Hello, I'm Sarah Warmby. Rescue crews in the US are searching for survivors trapped inside homes and buildings after they were destroyed by a series of tornadoes. At least 21 people have been killed across Arkansas, Alabama, Indiana, Illinois and Mississippi. This woman was at a shopping centre in Arkansas when the tornado hit, ripping the roof off the building. The only way we knew the tornado was coming... The leaves were swirling. That's the only way we knew. It looked like it was standing still. Someone said, run to the back. Me and these two ladies here, we ran to the back, we huddled together, and we prayed for our lives. That audio thanks to Sky News. Still overseas, the Russian Defence Minister has promised to increase the supply of ammunition to his Russian forces in Ukraine. They've been under increasing pressure from Ukrainian forces who've been given weaponry from the West. Sergei Shoigu says his Russian troops will be fully equipped. The issue of supplying troops with lethal weapons is currently under constant control by the government due to the expansion of production capacities and the increase in labour productivity, their production has increased manifold. All this makes it possible to fulfil the tasks set by the Commander-in-Chief in the plans for conducting the special military operation. Back home, the Prime Minister will take part in a victory lap today after an historic by-election win. Our federal politics editor, Michael Packey. Labor has won the once-safe Liberal seat of Aston in Melbourne's east. It's the first time in a century a government has secured a victory from the opposition in a by-election. Incoming Labor MP Mary Doyle gives the party 78 seats in federal parliament, providing Anthony Albanese with a two-vote buffer in the lower house. And as of tonight, I guess I'll be your next member for Aston. Eh? Yeah! Opposition leader Peter Dutton has congratulated Labor on its win, but says the Liberals must learn from the loss and become competitive ahead of the next election. The Royal Australian College of GPs is pleading for an increase in Medicare rebates for bulk billing in the May budget. The Telegraph reports disadvantaged patients will soon not have access to doctors due to unaffordable gap fees. Meanwhile, experts warn health services are under pressure as a growing number of people seek help for disorders such as autism. This World Autism Awareness Day advocates are focusing on the increasing number of older Australians turning to online diagnoses. Flinders University psychology professor Robin Young says this can lead to misdiagnosis. People are being pushed into diagnosing autism in order to get funding. So I think we're now getting people, the diagnosis being diluted so much that the real people with the real difficulties with autism are not getting the services that they need. Some of Queensland's most vulnerable residents will soon be able to upgrade their home security under a new $15 million trial. Seniors in Townsville, Mount Isa and Cairns will be able to access up to $10,000 per household to upgrade security features around their homes. And clocks have turned back an hour in South Australia, Tasmania, Victoria and New South Wales as daylight saving comes to an end for another year. This is Air News.
St Kilda remains undefeated after celebrating their 150th anniversary with an 18-point win over Essendon at the MCG. The final score 14-892 to 11-874. Forward Dan Butler says clearly defined roles paid off. I think all pre-season and first few games we've just spoken about you know our process, everyone playing their role and all the boys were able just to you know stick at it. That audio thanks to Fox Sports, the Crows, Blues and Hawks all posted wins. In the NRL, the Tigers remain winless this season, going down to the Broncos 46-12. The Dragons are celebrating a 38-12 victory over the Dolphins. Manly and Newcastle have drawn 32-all. An investigation has cleared Brody Kostecki of an unsafe release at Albert Park, making his V8 Supercars Race 5 victory official. Leonie Kay reports. Kostecki's win remained under a cloud when it was revealed he had been placed under investigation. Replays showed Kostecki being released into the path of Declan Fraser's Mustang after his pit stop. A Motorsport Australian spokesperson advised that no further action would be taken over the incident. Shane Van Gisbergen and Will Brown came in second and third respectively. The Melbourne Super Sprint will conclude with a 13-lap race six this morning. Leonie Kay, Air Sport. And Red Bull's Max Verstappen will start from pole position at the Australian Formula One Grand Prix in Melbourne. Australian Independent Radio News. The Inglis Easter Yearling Sale statistically provides the best opportunity for you to buy the best horses. So don't miss out on the 2023 renewal on April 3 and 4 at Riverside Stables. Catalogue available now. Visit inglis.com.au for more information. Beware of cheap bloodstock insurance. The team at HQ Insurance offer their clients the most comprehensive cover on the market, including agreed value and dedicated claims management. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game, our other biggest game, a bit of this, this, oh, come on, ref, and this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Experience the magic of Luna Park Sydney by night. Twilight passes are now available from just $34, but only for a limited time. Go to lunaparksydney.com. Pimble all southbound lanes on Monavelle Road blocked at the Pacific Highway. That's due to a semi-trailer accident. You can take Telegraph Road, the Pacific Highway and Ride Road to get around it. DY traffic lights flashing yellow on the corner of Pittwater Road and Harbord Road. And there's flooding in Alexandria that has Botany Road blocked both ways at Burke Street. Get caught speeding this holiday period in you'll face double the points. With double demerits in force Thursday, April 6 till Monday, April 10, you can stop it or cop it. I'm Andrea Pnomo, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Sydney today, showers. Well, it's actually pouring outside at the moment, Dino. Showers for Sydney and a top of 21 degrees. Melbourne, partly cloudy and 19 degrees for the Australian Formula One Grand Prix this afternoon. Big race starts at 3pm. Brisbane, shower 2 and 27. Perth, mostly sunny and 27. Adelaide, sunny, 22 degrees. Hobart, cloudy and 19. Darwin, mostly sunny, a top of 34. And in Canberra, partly cloudy, 20 degrees. Back and here, Sloan gaps them. Look at him go. He breezes.
Blazers past the header. Oh, what a strike from again. Just what Aston Villa needed. They double the lead. Daily Cherry Evans waits on the right. Here he is again, driving it to the left on this occasion. And for the first time since round three, 2020, we have an NRL draw. Lovely little touch for Nisbet. And Josh Nisbet has scored. And the Mariners really have something to celebrate there because that is a rare occurrence. Carrigan for Walsh. Here comes Ricky. There's no Tiger inside. This is a 20. First time in 25 years the Broncos have started with five straight. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. In our final hour, very shortly, we'll be joined by Wallabies legend David Campisi, and he'll talk about Joseph Suwali and the, and the state of rugby, etc. And I know, Dino, you've already voiced your very strong opinions on Suwali, and but you're happy for him to stay in rugby league until he finishes his contract with the Roosters. Yeah, I think he has an obligation to fulfil his contract and then go, and I've said before there's multiple layers of discussion around this issue but the bottom line is I have said quite clearly that I think it's a good move for the kid Mm. in that he can go and double his pay who wouldn't at 19 years old accept an offer of 1.6 million dollars a year hard to knock excessive money though I think it's over the top but if that's what it's taken to get him to to rugby uh, union we'll ask Campo about that tenure with the sports update and Phil Buzz Roth will join us a little later in this hour to talk all things rugby league our talk topic today was those who um, have played multiple codes for Australia or sportsmen we've got plenty of people talking about that but a lot of people Dino talking about the quiz it always creates controversy right mm. and they're awake to you I'm I, loving I just it I can't believe it well Here's one, Ray. I'll read it out to you. Ray has been caught cheating in the quiz again. How did I get caught cheating? Just telling you. There's Just for our good. listeners, I have no control over... What do you call it? Do you know the um, the button when you run out of time? The time button. Panel operator Hamish uses straight as Jeff Boycott's bat. Um, no dramas there. So that's got nothing to do with me. And, Dino, I've got to say, when you were pointing out the, the various options for... Um, that your caller on the third question that you needed to tie, you gave that gentleman plenty of opportunity to say a now. I deny that, Ray. You got it wrong. (laughs) How could I have cheated if you got it wrong? If you cheat, you get it right. You tried very hard to get him over the line. (laughs) Um, Just repeating, the almost finished round five in the the NRL. Back to Thursday night, Roosters 28, Eels 12. Penrith 53, the Raiders 12. Storm 18, Rabbitohs 10. The first draw of the season, 32 all, Manly versus Knights. Dragons 38, Dolphins 12. And the Broncos went 5-0, and 46, Tigers 12, who are 0-5. Two games today, Sharks versus Warriors, Bulldogs versus Cowboys. We're just waiting for Campo. Ray, mm-hmm. while we're doing that, I'll just duck through those quick changes. Yes, yep. Uh, Sharks, Braden Trindle returns from an ankle injury and joins the bench for Cronulla. That's the Warriors game. At four o'clock, Tohu Harris removed from the squad. Twenty-four hours out from kickoff for the Warriors. Suggestion on the text line that Sean Johnson is out. Any word there? Or? I've gone onto the NRL website. I can't get that confirmed. Race so at the moment, as far as I know, Sean Johnson is playing. And then there's a six fifteen game at a core stadium. Bulldogs v Cowboys. The big news here: Ray Viliami mm. Kickout suffered a head knock at yeah. training on Friday, and he is out of this game 
and potentially out of next week's yeah, game. The 11-day rule thing coming Ray up. Ray Taylor Mariner moves from lock to the second row. Corey Adele into the starting side. And for the Cowboys, the absence of Jeremiah Nanai. We'll see another terrific young kid come in called Helam Lukey. He's been promoted to the starting mm. side. And just back to the AFL. Um, the Bulldogs had their first win of the season back on Thursday night. 67 upset Brisbane, 53. Collingwood have gone 3-0 and to start the season. 63 versus Richmond, 49. That was the Friday night game. Uh, yesterday, Hawthorne had their first win of the season, beating their old coach, Alastair Clarkson, at North Melbourne, 80 points to 61. Carlton got up against the Giants in a scrappy game, 74 to 64. St Kilda, still unbeaten after three rounds, 92 versus Essendon, 74. And the showdown in Adelaide, Adelaide had their first win of the season, 117, Port Adelaide, 86. Uh, today, three games uh, to complete round three of the AFL, Dino. Gold Coast take on Geelong. Melbourne versus Sydney, I think. Most people have these two teams in their top four. This should be a cracking game. And Fremantle versus West Coast. Our talk topic, Ray, mm. people who have played two sports at an elite level. I didn't know this, but it doesn't surprise me. Mm. You can't go past Don Bradman. His record speaks for itself in cricket, but as well as being a South Australian squash champion. I didn't know that. So the yeah. Don was very accomplished at squash. And also, uh, says John of Kingaroy, golf and billiards. Mm. I mean, they're all... I sports, so it doesn't surprise me that he was brilliant at all those sports. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Bradman was just a freakish player. No name on this one. Why the hate for AFL guys? There are 17 more teams than the Blue Boys, and they only get a mention because Ray supports them. Well, fair enough. Couldn't even acknowledge they were lucky yesterday. I don't support GWS. They were. That was a scrappy game. But... um. I love my AFL, so I'll be channel surfing this afternoon. That Melbourne Swannies game will be huge, Dino. Absolutely Yeah, it huge. should be an absolute blockbuster there, Ray. Um, Dick Thornett is another one. League and Union and Water Polo. That's uh, from Phil. Oh, I didn't know he's in Water Polo, yeah. Dick Thornett. So okay. there you go. Um, yeah, they keep coming in and in and in, Ray, but so many great players have played multiple sports. Okay, now, Mark's trying to, I'm a celebrity get me out of here is starting tonight. Do you watch that? No. Okay, so sporting people, <laughs> do sporting people on, including Harry Garside, the boxer. Now, there's some. There's a suggestion AFL Brownlow medal winner will be on the show and Queen of the Court. Does that suggest Ash Barty? Oh, I guess so. Isn't Ash Barty pregnant? Yeah, I would doubt it, though. I doubt she'd go on if she was I she do was pregnant. question the term celebrity at times, right? <laughs> you watch Home and Away, you know. I do question the word celebrity. I'll repeat myself. Yeah, Craig's on the line. Craig, good morning. Good morning, Ray and Dean. Uh, that performance by the West Tigers last night was absolutely putrid, pure. I'll say. So, are, are you well, a Tigers pro- fan, Craig? Or no, no, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I tell you something. It wasn't up to NRL uh, standard. Completely unacceptable. And. Uh, you know, they've become an absolute embarrassment and a laughing stock of the NRL. And, uh, no, you look at the ease which the Broncos scored all those tries last night was downright embarrassing. Almost like the Broncos switched off in the second half a bit too, Craig. I know um, Kevy Walters said no, it was more the Tigers trying to stay in the game in their defence, but it was almost like the Broncos just was going through the motions there. I thought Zorba made a good point too, Ray, that the new buyers seem to have slid back a peg or two. Yeah. Appy, Clemmer, they've sort of... Is that a confidence thing too? I guess so, Ray. You know? I mean, even Shifty Sheen's post-match comment, what you mentioned earlier in the show, you know, 
I hope we beat the bye. It doesn't sound good, does it? It, it was probably tongue-in-cheek, mm. and I'm not going to sit back and kick Tim Sheens for saying that, but it was sort of tongue-in-cheek, mm. but I'm not sure the players would have found it that funny. Yeah, well, the Tigers fans certainly aren't, and 0-5, and it hasn't been a good start. Ray, in regards to the quiz, you need to check Bulldog's A sample, and he's gone, Manly Manel. I'm not going to get involved in this, Ray. The people are seeing through this. You're trying to now deflect onto me. And no, no. Push. That was Manly Manel. Yeah. Well, you and Manly Manel are very tight. I know that. <laughs> I won't hear it. The public is starting to really awake to you. I can't yeah, can't get over this. It's pretty sad. We better take a break while I'll just regather my thoughts. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. The championships continue. We're ready now for the Australian Oaks. They're off and racing. April 8th. Gust of wind under the whip. Has Candelara beat? Winx is running on resolutely. It's gust of wind. England riding for dear life. Winx is trying to pull back the margin, but it's not going to happen. And gust of wind is roaring away with the Australian Oaks. I can't stop, won't stop. I came to win. Very elegant going after Frankly Awesome. Then came a left for a scarlet dream late. But very elegant, strong, clear on the Oaks. But here's 99 grip one winners for Chris Waller. Very elegant from Scarlet Dream. Hungry Heart takes the lead of the 200 by a length and a half to Amarillinia. Bargain into the clear now. Hungry Heart in front. Dewis is getting a late split. But Hungry Heart in front of Dewis and Bargain and Hungry Heart goes on to win the Australian Oaks. The Championships this Saturday on the National Racing Service. I came to win. Pick your favourite Kia, from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred-delivering Kia Seltos, or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Get live racing on tap with a tap app. See every earth-shattering race live with not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels, plus tips from Sky experts and a bit of this. This too. Some of this. And this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the tap app. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. John Herding, the Waratahs, Debrisini over the top, two with a try! The Brumbies reclaim the lead! And send it deep in a camera from the better Debrisini to seal another win against New South Wales. And it's the best matchup we've seen between these two sides in a long, long, long while. The Brumbies 40, the Waratahs 36. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Poor old Waratahs just can't get a win there. Um, this is from Jim from Wagga. Hi, guys. Don't forget the great cricket all-rounder, the legendary Keith Miller, who played, of course, in the Bradman era. He also played 50-odd games with St Kilda in the then VFL. More importantly, Miller was a fighter pilot during World War II. And there was that famous line, Dino, 
when someone asked him about pressure in test cricket, he said, that's not pressure. Pressure is when you have a Mr. Smith up your, your backside, so to speak, when <laughs> as a fighter pilot. So that was a great Keith Miller. Um, Dino, Alf from Summer Bay. Uh, Bulldog, you're a flaming fraud. I thought you'd be watching the show from the start. Your mouth needs to be washed out with some of my flaming red hot sauce. <laughs> I'm a Johnny come lately, Alf. Really? It doesn't mean I'm not as passionate as the next okay. fan. Hi, Ray, Tanya and Dean. Let's try taking the rugby league grand final to Los Angeles or Las Vegas and really promote the game in the USA. Best ri- wishes, Richard. I dare say it's tongue in cheek. So do I, but I'd go. I'd cover that one, Ray. Well, that actually flows into the segues into the next one. Which is? Um, the only re- this is from Mark. The only reason Dean and other journalists say take the grand final away is because they know they'll get a free all expenses paid trip out of it. Who's that from? I think Mark's got a point there. Mark, I've been to Melbourne and Brisbane 198 times. <laughs> I don't really want to go back. If that's where the game is, I'll go. <laughs> but I'm not that keen to go back to Melbourne or uh, Brisbane. I want the grand final to stay. I don't want to go anywhere. I love grand final week in Sydney. Yeah, that's a great week. I'm Can not imagine saying... taking the grand final away from Melbourne in the AFL. Yeah, it would never happen. I just don't think Sydney's got a God-given right to the grand final, Ray. If we can get some good money, if an interstate government offered the NRL $15, $20 million to go, mm. yeah, that's money we could use I for know, grassroots, money. for know. country rugby league. I just don't think it's something we can scoff at anymore. Money speaks all languages. Coming up next, Tanya with a sports update. On the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. The eyes of the motor racing world are on Melbourne this weekend with the Australian F1 Grand Prix today at Albert Park. Red Bull's Max Verstappen has pole with Mercedes George Russell joining him on the front row. Russell's teammate Lewis Hamilton will start from grid three and Fernando Alonso in the Aston Martin in fourth. Carlos Sainz in Ferrari rounds off the top five. Aussie Oscar Piastri did not finish qualifying and will start from 16th. Verstappen's teammate Sergio Perez didn't finish either and he'll start from the bottom. Bottom on 20th. The big race gets underway at 3 o'clock. Race 6 of the supercar season also at Albert Park is at 10.25 this morning. Brody Kostecki won race 5 yesterday. Five wins from five rounds for Brisbane, defeating the West Tigers at Suncorp Stadium last night, 46-12. The Broncos equaling their best start to a year. They also won their first five way back in 1998 and went on to win the comp. St George Illawarra scored seven tries to two to beat the Dolphins, 38-12 at Wynn Stadium. And a try blitz in Mudgee between Manly and Newcastle. The match 32 all after regulation time, 32 all after extra time. It's the first NRL draw since. 2020. Today, Cronulla versus the Warriors at 4.05. Canterbury play North Queensland at 6.15 and the Gold Coast have the bye. I Wish I Win announced himself as the new king of sprint racing when he ran down Giga Kick in a thrilling finish to the TJ Smith Stakes yesterday at Royal Randwick. While brothers Ben and JD Hayes pulled off a training coup when Mr Brightside won his second successive Doncaster Mile. Gay Waterhouse, along with Adrian Bott, won her first ATC Australian derby with outsider Major Beale. Chris Waller has now prepared two legs of the juvenile Triple Crown with Militarise's win in the English Sires. Waller also won the gold. Golden Slipper with Shinzo two weeks ago. The Champagne Stakes is in two weeks' time. And Dubbo trainer Brett Robb and three-year-old Sizzle Manizzle won the country championships final, becoming the first winner from the Western Racing Association region. 
Massive crowd at the Adelaide Oval for the AFL local derby between Adelaide and Port. The match neck and neck before the Crows dominated the final quarter to win 117-86. to A thrilling game at the MCG, well for two quarters anyway, when Essendon fought back from 34-0 to 61-all against St Kilda but ran out of steam with the States running, Saints running away with it in the final quarter to win 92-74. Hawthorne fought back after last week's flogging by the Swans to and North Melbourne's unbeaten run, defeating the Kangaroos 80-61. In Sydney, Carlton beat GWS by 10 points, 74-64. Blue Boys captain and Brownlow medalist Patrick Cripps had a career-best 42 possessions. The Swans can stay undefeated with a win today over Melbourne, 320 at the G. In Super Rugby, a tight tussle in Canberra where the Brumbies beat the Waratahs 40-36. to The Waratahs led for most of the match in the 11-try fest. Brumbies winger Corey Toole scored the winning try in the 76th minute. The Chiefs beat the Blues 20-13 and Fiji and Drua 38 over the Rebels 28. A-League results and Melbourne City is one point clear atop the table before their match against Newcastle today. While yesterday Sydney and Western United 3 all, Perth 2, MacArthur 1, Central Coast 4, Brisbane 1, Wellington 1, Melbourne victory 2. In Super Netball, the Swifts fought back for a three-point win over the Queensland Firebirds, 74-71 in Sydney. Adelaide Thunderbirds beat the Sunshine Coast Lightning 66-42. EPL results overnight, Man City 4, Liverpool 1, Arsenal 4, Leeds 1, Bournemouth 2, Fulham 1, Brighton and Brentford 3 all, Crystal Palace 2-1 over Leicester, Not Forest and Wolves 1 all, Chelsea 0, Aston Villa 2. Live Golf is in Orlando this weekend and Brooks Kepka leads by three shots after round two. Cam Smith in a tie for 14th, Mark Leishman much further down the leaderboard. A lot of the USPGA players not playing this week because of the Masters next week. And spots up for grabs for the World Athletics Championships in Budapest in August with the national titles this weekend in Brisbane. Olympic sprinter Rowan Browning, a.k.a. the Flying Mullet, made a statement running the fastest time by an Australian on home soil for the 100 metres, clocking 10.02 with no wind, the second fastest time of his career. That's... He's flying. He is flying. Mm. So 850,000 is the number of people expected at Albert Park over the weekend. That's from practice on Friday to the race at How 3 many? o'clock this afternoon. 850,000. Wow. Max Verstappen has never won in Australia, so he's looking on track to perhaps do that. Big improvements from Mercedes with both George Russell and Lewis Hamilton on two and three. And Aston Martin doing well this season so far. They're second on the constructors' ladder behind Red Bull and ahead of Mercedes and Ferrari. And they have Fernando Alonso mm. in the second row in fourth. So 850,000, that's across three days. Three days, that's what, that's what the estimation well, is. that's yeah. correct, which I don't doubt, that, that would have to make it the biggest sporting event in this country, wouldn't it? Because we get about a million um, fans to the Australian Open tennis across two it's weeks. It's over two weeks, yeah. 850,000. Yeah, over three days. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Not much luck for Aussie Oscar Piastri, however. He didn't finish qualifying, therefore he'll start from 16th. And his teammate Lando Norris on 13th. So McLaren are without any points so far this season. I think they will struggle to mm. make the top 10 where you get points. Um, there is a funny photo going around of George Russell with a floppy hat with Australia written on it, about a dozen corks hanging off it. <laughs> so, you know, they must wonder what on earth is this all about. <laughs> Valtteri Botas from Alfa Romeo turned up on Friday to Albert Park wearing shorts, a singlet, and he's actually had a mullet cut into his hair. Oh, yeah, just walking <laughs> through the crowd. 
Um, plenty of compliments for it, though, on social media. But it's okay because Valtteri's partner is Aussie Olympic cyclist Tiffany Cromwell. So, you know, he knows yeah, what, yeah. what we're all about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He says, I consider this almost a home race. And just before I go, can I just uh, mention, I just love this so much. Talk about bragging rights. Um, I don't think it's a big thing here where at school athletics carnivals they run a parents' race. I never did it. I would love to have, but I never did. Um, and there's that wonderful footage that, you know, we remember of Diana running in the races at mm, both um, yeah. her boys' yep. um, athletics carnivals. And I think Princess Kate has done it once at Prince George's athletics carnival too. Well, um, three-time Olympic gold medalist Shelley Ann Fraser-Price ran in the parents' race at her son's school in Jamaica. Did she give the other mothers a start? Well, with predictable <laughs> results. Now, remember, she is the third fastest woman over 100 metres with 10.6 <laughs> seconds. You see the footage and you can't possibly film it all in one because she's so like a Chautauqua. Like he was so far back, you know, in that footage yeah. from Hong Kong when he won yeah. over there. You can't get them all together. She's so far. She won by about 50 metres. Um, and, and she looked as though she's going fast, but in reality, it, maybe she was in second gear, yeah, I'd say. She so, would have been, yeah. So that's yeah. another title, you know, that she can add to her illustrious career. <laughs> exactly, yeah. God bless her. Hey, Tan, a lot of people are chiming in about Bulldog on Home and Away. In particular, this one, Dino Shane from Butterham. Hi, guys. Home and Away should bring the quiz to Summer Bay. Oh. They've had earthquakes, fires, murders, kidnappings. But nothing would be as controversial as a quiz. Well, that's right. And my <laughs> my you. nephew was on a couple of was on four episodes, Dino. <gasps> How and did he get on? He um he he he's an actor. He went to Star. a not oh, okay. not now. He went to a performing arts high school, so he had a manager and everything. And he was um I can't remember the name of his character, but he blew up Summer Bay High School. <laughs> remember, threw, that's, remember that? Remember that show? No, I don't. He threw something into a bin. You know, I know I, I might be embellished, throw, uh, blowing it up blew a bit up too much. It did. It, yeah. yeah, the blew up, he threw a cracker or something in the bin and blew it up and, <laughs> and the whole school was evacuated and, and whatever his character's name was, he was sent out. Very, um, banished from the banished, school. Banished, yeah. So maybe banished from the whole of Summer mm. Bay. And quick one, Tan and Dean, this is from Hunter Tigers. It's quite thought-provoking. Hey, guys, how are you going? This old politician call of schools and hospitals are a priority is rubbish because if you spend money on suburban grounds, they'll keep generating revenue for another 20 years or more that will go to schools and hospitals. It's called investment. It's a really good point. I understand that. And having a son who's a nursing student at university... Mm. Or more for the nurses. Yeah. But the Hunter Tiger's point is well made. You've got to spend money to That's make right, money. That's right, to make money. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. 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 As I said before, I think these allocations. Yeah. Sure, yeah. health and education have got to be number one. Mm. Absolutely. Abs no, 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 no one's arguing And nurses. That. No one's arguing that yeah. at all. But I just think not every cent that the government makes Correct. can go into two areas. And, and this is an area where you... Where you build investment, which builds revenue, which builds returns to government, which can be used for the thing. So it's a really, it's not a simple argument by saying, oh, to put the money to hospitals, schools and roads, etc., which is 100% right, but you've, you can't neglect other areas of life as well. Correct. Which is, goes to your point, Dino. Yes, Correct. and the community yeah. um, advantage as well. I, exactly. Well, well, Dino, the Joseph Suwali situation has really got a lot of our listeners. It's sort of divide, isn't it, the opinion in terms of whether he should stay in rugby league and complete his contract with the Roosters or go straight across to rugby union. Our next guest, I'm sure he'll have an opinion, Wallabies legend David Campese is on the line. Dave, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Terrific. Thanks for joining us. And 
as I said, Dave, we've had a lot of texts and calls this morning. Opinions really divided about Joseph Suwali. Some people are siding with Phil Gus Gould and say he should leave rugby league now. Others are saying let him complete um, his uh, two years with the Roosters, then go to rugby. And have you got a, an opinion on that, Dave? No, I've always got an opinion, unfortunately. No, it's um, good. Good. It's a good thing. <laughs> well, we love you, Ken. Well, yeah. The the more I think about it, who really cares? Mm. I mean, you know, it seems to be a ploy by Hamish McClellan just to get you guys stirred up. I mean, the guy's not available for 18 months. Uh, we've got all the systems in place, but unfortunately our systems don't work, and that's why we've got to go and buy uh, more players from Rugby League who are originally Rugby Union players. But my son, Jason, and myself worked out. We've got 11 fullback and wingers who are world-class at the moment, and we go and buy someone else who's a winger. Mm. I don't understand why we keep on buying wingers when we have problems in our number 10, our 12 and 13 positions. So I think it's really about publicity for the next 18 months. Every time, I think Phil Gould said, every time he scores, you say, oh, that guy's a great player, but he's going to rugby. So we're getting free publicity for you guys. Mm. And um, it's, I don't know how to look at it, but from my point of view, we struggle big time in funding for grassroots. Rugby Australia have got no money at all. Um, and why would you, if I gave advice to any young kid now, I said, go and play league. Mm. Go and play league and rugby will buy you back. You're spot on, Campo, when you say the publicity. It's not free publicity, though. It's worth about $1.6 bucks. So it's a lot of money to shell out. I do wonder, David, and I'd love to get your thoughts, while Union persist in saying, we're going to go get more league players, we're going to buy this bloke, we're looking at that bloke, aren't they ignoring their own backyard? Well, the thing is, the backyard, it's dying. I mean, <clears throat> I was at the Hunter Valley yesterday. I'm the ambassador up at the Hunter. We've got 2,500 kids playing rugby. Two and a half thousand, and the New South Wales uh, CEO was the first time he'd been up there. We had the community rugby guy, no one ever heard of. He was up there yesterday, just making an appearance, and they can't help. They've got no money. They've given the money away, and there's no um, qualified coaching because they're all educators. They're not actually not coaching. They're actually getting there, and it's like a school PE lesson. Go out there, throw the ball around, have some fun, mm. and that's that's. That's, if you haven't got grassroots, you cannot play or get to that next level. And, you know, and it's very sad. You know, I've been coaching since I've been back in Australia 2018. And, you know, I've been cancelled by Rugby Australia. They won't let me do anything uh, because we're old school and uh, we've got an opinion. And if you've got, a, you've got an opinion these days, unfortunately, as you know, in the rest of the world, you are sort of blocked out and that's life. People like yourself, though, David, who have been there and done that, should be the people who... Um Rugby should be taking advice from you. You said the system is broken. Is it broken from the very grassroots of the game, David? Well, yeah. I mean, I coach like six-year-olds, you know, right through. And, um, you know, the six-year-olds, you know, six-year-olds is about having fun, throwing the ball around like any sport. You know, I mean, I remember growing up in Queanbeyan, you know, and that's what we used to do. I used to play league all my life with Queanbeyan Blues. Um, and that was life. You know, life was not on a phone because there was no phones. Now, every kid's on a phone. That's where baseball and basketball and American football is taken over because there's more free streaming. Kids, the more kids you see, the more kids have got phones, the more other sports they play or they don't play sports. Their idols are not uh, rugby league players, rugby union players, they're NFL players, they're basketball players. And that's where, uh, you know, that's where we're struggling. You know, rugby's not on free-to-air. 
uh, rugby league is, Aussie rules is. Um, but again, you know, we've got a, a sport that's a truly international sport. You can go to the Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games, World Cups. Aussie rules can't go anywhere, but they've got so much money that publicise the game well. They've got so much effort into grassroots. Um, and that's where I think we've fallen down. We haven't got the money. We've given our money away. And that's why there's, there's no real good coaching coming through the system. Campo, does rugby have an identity problem? When I was growing up, and I love rugby, I absolutely adored it. You know, the Ella brothers, Michael Hawker. David Campisi. Uh, Campisi. And then we went into the, uh, you know, the Grand Slam with Liner and Gould and Poitivan. And then we went into another era of Eels and, uh, you know, David Knox and great players. But today, I hate to say it, Campo, but the Wallabies could walk down Pitt Street and no one would recognise them. Yeah, that's that's one of our problems. The players are not available to go and see kids. Uh, our day, we went out. You know, we went out and visited the kids, and you know, we we did a session with them. Now, unfortunately, um, they just don't get out and about. They're like protected species. So if you can't, if you're not out and about, no one knows about you, and that's that's the saddest thing. And I, you know, if you look at week in week out, you know, even in the papers, there's very rarely much rugby in there publicising the games, you know, I mean, I'm on the Gold Coast. Um, where do you find a publicist who's playing? Mm. You've either got to go on stand. It's very, very seldom it's in the paper. ABC don't talk about it. Fox don't talk about it. Um, and yet we go and spend $6.1 million on a player who's not available for 18 months. Hey, Camper, obviously there's no easy fix, but can a person with a profile that Eddie Jones has, can he start to turn this ship around? Well, if you notice, since he's arrived, there's been a hell of a lot more about rugby. He's that's what he does. He's in the paper most weeks. You know, we he spoke at the Hunter Rugby yesterday, um, and you know his plans. He's wherever he goes. He did his podcast called Eddie. You know, he's he's a publish publishing machine, and that's why I think we've just done that to get uh, Suwali just to keep you guys on your toes. That you know this guy's 18 months away. Um, and what's going to happen in 18 months? Will there be other players who want to join? And uh, But that's what Eddie does. And you have a think about the last couple of weeks, how much publicity about rugby has been here, and we've actually hasn't done, we haven't done anything. Campo, it point. might even start down at the old shoot shield level. Again, sounding like a bit of a dinosaur when I grew up. You know, the shoot shield was wonderful. <clears throat> you know, you had the Ramick, the Ella brothers, and... Man, they're yep. always strong. Gordon was strong. Gordon was strong. and It's still around and it's still grassroots and I still enjoy it and I keep an eye on the results. But essentially, you know, it has become a bit of a forgotten competition, which is a terrible shame. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, again, the problem is like Randwick haven't won a premiership since 2004. You know, for example, we've, uh, we've got coaches there that uh, we've lost. We haven't even gone anywhere in three years, but they're still there in positions of power. Uh, Rugby Australia, all that money we've lost over the years. People had just move on, and no one's no one's accountable. But as a test player, you play bad, you get dropped. Mm. So there seems to be one rule for the players and one for the administrators. Mm. You know, we've gone through some bad people, and um, and unfortunately, if you look at the crowds now, I mean they're getting a bit better. But again, who are the players? Who are the players consistently get interviewed in the paper? Nobody. You know, it's like. We're, we're a sport, but we're hidden. We don't want anyone to know about our sport, you know? And I think Eddie's the one who's going to change that. Yeah. Uh, David, you've raised some really um, relevant points and thought-provoking points. I think 
Dino's like many people, we all love our sport and we'd love to see the Wallabies and, and rugby thrive and maybe Eddie Jones is the answer, but it might take a while. Hey, David, really appreciate you coming on and giving your thoughts on a Sunday morning and, and uh, thanks so much, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Campo. Okay. Wallabies legend David Campisi, and that has got people thinking, I reckon, Dino. Um, Eddie Jones, it's not, it's not going to be the total answer, but at least he does bring publicity and positive publicity. He's an interesting guy. Maybe he's the man to help start turning this ship around, but it's going to be a long process. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie's got the knack of getting a headline because, you know, he's high profile and he knows what to say. You know what will help, Dino? Success. Success, of course. Of that, course. That'll help. Eddie knows the buttons to press to a journo, which mm. make a headline. Correct. Some people have that ability, some don't. Wayne Eddie Bennett knows does. how to do it. Wayne Bennett does. And good luck to him. Yeah. But as I said earlier in the show, Ray, a lot of times in terms of the rugby union's publicity, it's based around a rugby league, either a player or a rugby league issue. That's how they get a lot of their publicity, through rugby league. That's why it astounds me when they want to come out and bag rugby league. It's like, well, mm. you know. Look in your Put your heads in, yeah. Exactly. Take a quick break because coming up next we'll talk to Phil Buzzrothfield. The Golden Easter Egg. One of the great races. Is set to run. This Saturday. Around the bend, it'll hardly bless clear. She's got the Easter Egg. She's racing away from Cool Marvel and Silver Rocket. And it's bolted in highly blessed. You're so golden. But history is being made. Brett Lee's charging away with a Golden Easter Egg. A big win. Golden. Shelby the leader, wow to the outside, Tommy Shelby, wow, stride for stride, Tommy Shelby, he's in rarefied air, he's won the egg. This Saturday on the National Racing Service. Did you know you are 56% more likely to get a group-winning two-year-old from the Easter Yearling Sale than its nearest competitor? Don't miss out on the 2023 renewal on April 3 and 4 at Riverside Stables. Catalogue available now. Visit inglis.com.au for more information. Nova Employment has been matching businesses to staff with ability for over 30 years and has an unbeatable track record of success. Cindy Bollamy and I am the director of Aeronauta Management Australia. He's extremely reliable, he's a hard worker, comes to work on time and he's just a really valuable member of our team. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. Beware of cheap bloodstock insurance. The team at HQ Insurance offer their clients the most comprehensive cover on the market, including agreed value and dedicated claims management. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. Get live racing on tap with a tap app. See every earth-shattering race live with not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels. Plus tips from Sky experts. And a bit of this. This too. Some of this. And this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the tap app. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour, Ray, mm. and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking and grab a Garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we're in the located... We are located, rather... In the chilled meals section, if you can't find us, ask for Garlow's Pies by name. Garlow's Pies, they're thin on pastry, but they're big on meat. 
numbers to the right. Dwyer skips out of dummy half, fakes the kick, gets it away to fast, ball on the ground, picked up, trouble here, and away go Warrington, Duffy on the inside, Duffy's away, Matt Duffy stretches away, and Warrington go 100 metres to score, once again holds frailty in the final third of the pitch, fights them. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show. He could score a try, couldn't he? Matt Dufty. He could score a He try. was always going to be a star in Super League, Matt <laughs> yeah, Dufty. Exactly. He just had it written all over him. Yeah, Phil, Buzz, right for the line. Buzz, good morning. Yeah, good morning, boys. Good interview with Campo. I uh, spoke to him last week and mm. he's got some strong thoughts and, um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Some very good points as yeah. well. Interesting, Buzz. He, he said he's basically been frozen out by uh, Rugby Australia. That That's bizarre for a man of his who's given so much service to the game, played 101 tests for the Wallabies and is still very well known by the sporting public. Oh, he sure is. And you throw him alongside, you know, the Simon Poitivans, mm. George Gregan, Zella Brothers, all the great names of the past. And look, I think um, Joseph Sawalihi was sort of, sort of trophy signing to bring publicity to a sport that has struggled uh, for identity for a long period of time. But there they've got a guy who we all identify with and they don't want to use him. It's pretty crazy. But, Buzz, it's a very expensive publicity stunt. If it's costing them $1.6 million, they've got players who are on a tenth of that playing yeah. for the Wallabies. They've got no grassroots structure. It's, it's no. a big investment. It's a big risk. Not so much in Suwali's success. We know he will have success. But it's a big risk in terms of outlaying that kind of money for publicity. Yeah, it is. Look, it's $1.6 million the first year, $1.8 the second year, and then $2 million in the third year. And more than likely, he'll win his World Cup. He might get a crack at the Olympics. He'll play against the, and the, the British Lions. Then, how old is he now? 19. So, at 22, 23, he'll come back to rugby league. Mm. So, is he going to be a 10-year you know, investment? I don't think so. And there are some Wallaby players upset. And I wrote in my column today, Steve Gillis, veteran player agent, looks after Max Jorgensen. They caught up on Friday. I know they're talking about this Swalihi deal. And he's a super star, young Jorgensen. I don't know if you guys have seen him play, but many people say he's as good, if not better, than Joseph. So interesting to see... Uh, how Steve Gillis' talks with him eventuate because I know Nick Politis has already rung uh, Steve and said they're interested. So mm. interesting to see what happens. Buzz, where to for the West Tigers? Is it a basket well, case? Can they be fixed? Where do they stand in your eyes? Oh, look, dog, I did the front page of the Sunday Telegraph this morning, just complete humiliation and five weeks of misery. Um and you look at those five losses, Titans, Knights, Bulldogs were all very, very winnable games. Mm. I don't think their fans would mind they struggle against Storm. And um, you don't want to be blown off the park by the Broncos, but they were never, ever going to win that football game. I don't know where they go, dog. Have you had a look at their draw coming up? It's, it's not, not good. No, it's not pretty. So they might have to wait till about round nine, something like that, before they can get a win. And, um, did you see the Justin Pascoe photo on social media last night? Yes, I did. You checked yeah, with Pascoe, the, didn't you? 
Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I've spoken to Justin about it. Sorry, but before you go, we should just let people yeah, know who yeah. didn't see it. It's a photo of Justin on the field before the game, and the, the insinuation was that he was helping them warm up. But that's incorrect, Buzz. Yeah, it is. Look, he was wearing joggers, uh, and it, and he had a football in his hand. It looked like he was part of the warm up. But Justin told me, look, it was two hours before the game, and on away trips. Um, look, when he's at home, he's entertaining their clients and he's in the corporate suites. So he said on away trips, you know, they, they, they don't have a huge staff travelling, you know, to Melbourne, to Brisbane, etc. And he'll help get bags off the bus. If someone yells out, you know, let's put the cones out and they need help, he'll help. Mm. Well, that's not a bad I thing. Yeah, that's okay. yeah, and I don't think it's criminal either, but it's just the perception that, you know, and he's sort of become the club whipping boy as much as Brooks, as much as Sheen's. Justin's been there a long period of time. He's been through four coaches, Cleary, Potter, who else, Dog, Jason Taylor. Madge. Madge McGuire. Mm. Ivan. And, um, Ivan and they haven't made the finals in that period of time. Commercially, they're a very strong business. He was instrumental in them securing $80 million of funding for their high performance centre. So, look, I don't think you can blame Justin, but he's certainly expecting, accepting responsibility for the mess they're in at the moment. He did, you know, he was behind the appointment of Tim Sheen mm. and Benji. Mm. Uh, hey, Buzz, in your column this morning, you have written about what you describe as the outrageously stupid rotation oh. system to rest the, the game's leading referees. What's going on, Buzz? Well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, well, I, I took Paul Dog. Look, the two best referees in the competition are Grant Atkins and Ash Klein. They did the finals last year and it was out of those who do the grand final. They've decided to do a rotation to give younger referees an opportunity in first grade. I think you give younger op- referees an opportunity in trial matches or at the end of the season when teams are out of contention for the finals. I want the best referees on the field every single week. Mistakes are being made. They're less likely to be made with the best referees. Buzz, Do you agree, Dog? It's well, outrageous. Chris Sutton's not a regular, Buzz, and he made the big blunder last week in the Manly South game with the forward pass, which wasn't and it cost Manly dearly. I guess I could live with a rotation buzz around July, August maybe, yeah. when we've had a long, gruelling season. But to be resting bikes after three or four games seems mm. bizarre. But the, the best two referees, Dog, we've had this sensational start to the year. But you know what? The honeymoon will be over soon. We're starting to get a few blowouts. We had, you know, the, the Dolphins bubble burst yesterday. The West Tigers are going awful and you know that we need the best referees on the park every week on that point buzz um both sorb and dino had firm opinions but the bradman best no try yesterday it was it was a try it was a try wasn't it it had to be of course it was a try but see and look that's a bunker decision right i I can't blame the referee he did the right thing went and got checked out understand that but, but again that there's those little things that and no one's perfect, understand that, but these little mistakes are highlighted when games are so close, which we have seen in the majority of games this season. Yeah, but, but as I said, Ray, and I say all along, you can almost excuse a, a, a refereeing error in the heat of battle, 100 miles an hour, fatigue. But when you're sitting in a bunker, yeah. you've got 4K definition, 
you got stopped frame, you got put, you know, there's no That's excuse. Bizarre. That was a try. Mm. What, what, that was a terrible decision. It really was. Yeah, well, it was cost the Did Knights. you guys agree, Bulldog? 100% I thought it was a try. You're a bit different, Dino. Yeah, you yeah. and Zorb were different. But I, I was. I suppose that's that's the, why it was did, called did, an Did eight. you disagree? Did you think it was a fair decision? Doc? Oh yeah, I, I, I didn't see it in a million did different angles. Buzz, I was having a bet up the RSL club. I did see it on the screen up there, so I'm probably ill-equipped to give a incredibly strong opinion. But on face value, I thought it was. But I'll, I'll say it this way, Buzz: in any other part of the game uh, of the ground, that's just play on, isn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't have been called up at all. So no. it's just, it was really unfortunate. Hey, dog, I'm a bit worried about you up the RSL yesterday. Cronulla on Friday had a couple of beers with Bulldog on Friday. Uh, I heard right? about this, yeah. He was a bit dusty I yesterday. I wasn't drinking yesterday. I had a lemon squash and a Coke. He's a bit dusty, Buzz. What happened? But I did oh, have a couple Friday. of beers on Friday with Buzz at the beautiful Cronulla RSL Club. Mm. Nice spot, isn't it? I dropped him, Rain had three middies of rushes. Very, very pleasant. It was nice. What, what we state all, um, was Dino in by that stage, Buzz? He was reasonably good. Reasonably good. So he's good. gone downhill quick then, obviously. Yes, yeah. I slumped after yeah. that. We all had a what nice couple of shouts and then um, got back to yeah. Buzz and suddenly Phil gets up and says, I've got to go. He's a smart man. Didn't want to get caught with you Sorry, for too I had long. to get home and cook a barbecue for my family. And then we did say, <laughs> how about the boys come around for a quick snag? And Phil oh. was quite quick to say, uh, that shan't be happening. Yeah, you've had a carton yeah. by that stage. Yeah. 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 Hey, Buzz, what's happened to Boyd Cordner? Mm. Yeah, it's... Uh, Poor bugger, you know, retired what the year before last with head injuries, and he signed up to go to Jordan on Channel 7's SAS um, show, and I guess you guys have seen it. Sam Burgess won it last year, but anyway, tore his pec muscle over there. Poor bugger, they had to fly him home from Jordan, ice packs, painkillers, at least he was in business class, but... He's had surgery, now he's returned home and look, he's on the Roosters coaching staff and he's very much involved. He does a bit of physical stuff with them, but he's going to be out of play for the next few months. Um, there was a picture of him in the sheds after the game. I used that in the column. and Yeah, Paul Bugger, he, he just can't win, can he, with all his stuff? And, Boyd's a champion, yeah. Buzz. Champion, Blake. But you want to go on these silly shows, these things happen. <laughs> Well, you know what? I think there was a bit of folding involved, Bulldog. I think they're very well, that uh, they do very well from these TV shows. And look, he raised the time off from the Roosters. And look, it's it's not serious. It's all fun, isn't it? And, mm. You know, they, they they have big names there. And I wouldn't know, Buzz. I'm not driven by money like you. Oh, please, please. <laughs> hey, Buzz, in your column, you've... We were actually at this game, the Parramatta-Penrith game last week. It was a terrific game of football, Parra winning in Golden Point. And we stayed probably at least half an hour, maybe a little bit longer after the game, Buzz, because it's hard to get out of that car park. Um, and it was noticeable that a lot of Penrith players were still on the ground signing autographs for their supporters. Parramatta players weren't. Now, the club is aware of this, Buzz, I understand? Yeah, they are. Look, it's not a good look, Ray, and it's been raised before with the Parramatta players. At full time, they'll gather in a you know and have a chat, shake hands with the opposition, but more often than not, they head straight to the dressing sheds. Now, other clubs, as you talk about Penrith, are just outstanding. Someone sent me an email this morning that the Storm players. Some of them walked off the field half naked. They spent nearly half an hour on Acor Stadium giving away their jerseys, shorts, socks, boots, mm. 
the fans after the game. Great stuff, great stuff. Yeah. It's terrific. But look, these complaints from the Parramatta Eels fans, one guy spends three and a half hours every week to get to the game, another three and a half hours after the game to get home. It is not good enough. Another fella, Kyron McFarlane, took his eight-year-old son to the game. He's got a broken arm. He thought, we'll go down to the fence. We'll get some selfies, cheer him up a little bit. They all walked off. That part I've got. Should it be made compulsory, Buzz? Like I'm talking, you know, in a contract, for example, or you have to do this. It's not an option. So the day we have to make it compulsory is the saddest day. It really is. These million-dollar eels players need to get off their backsides, understand they wouldn't have these contracts if it wasn't for the people who were paying for memberships, merchandise, entry, the turnstiles every week, and they've got to go out there and talk to them. It's just part of the game now, Bulldog. And look, in fairness, five of the 18 players last Thursday night against Parramatta, Gutherson, Madison, Hopgood, Brendan Hands and Jack Murchie did. The rest just headed off. Hey, Buzz, maybe they are listening because we've got an SMS here, no name. Hey, boys, another great show. I'd like to raise for you with Buzz that my son and I, my 10-year-old son and I were at the Eels-Roosters game. At the 78th minute mark, we left our seats to get autographs next to the players' tunnel. Every Eels player except two stopped to sign my son's flag. So maybe the message is getting through, Buzz. Well, I really hope so. And look, Jim Sarantinos, who I regard highly as a chief executive, was not was owning this story. Mm. He said they need to do better. He said that they're the lifeblood of their footy club, the fans, and it is so important that he that they make each and every one of them feel valued and uh, thank them for the support with little things like this. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Hey, Buzz, two games to complete round five. Both really interesting games. Um, Sharkies take on the Warriors. The Doggies take on the Cowboys this afternoon. Your take? Yeah, I'm going down to Shark Park, guys. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock kickoff. Uh, only our second home game of the year. And I think the Sharks can get the job done. But it'll be very, very hard because Andrew Webster's doing a terrific job with the Warriors. I am a little bit worried about... Um, Sean Johnson coming home. Um, he was here a couple of years and he's in great form. Um, I think the Cowboys will beat the Bulldogs. Bad luck about Billy Kickhow, isn't yeah. getting hurt at training. And, and uh, they've got a lot of injury problems, the Bulldogs. So I think the Cowboys will be far too strong in this one. Terrific. Hey, Buzz, enjoy the footy this afternoon. We'll talk next Sunday. Yeah, good on you guys. Cheers now. Thanks, Buzz. There's Phil Bye. Buzz Rothford. He'll be at Shark Park. Loves his Sharkies, doesn't he? Yeah. He certainly does. Do you know your, your take, Cronulla versus the Warriors, Bulldogs versus North Queensland? Yeah, I think the Sharks will get over the top of the Warriors, but Buzz is right. There seems to be a bit more backbone in the Warriors this year, a bit mm. more uh, resilience, and that Bulldogs-Cowboys game, that's a terrific game out there at a court. I think the Bulldogs might just get home ever so narrowly. Yeah, ninety each or two in that game, Doggies versus the Cowboys. Sharkies are a dollar twenty-three head to head. The Warriors four twenty. Look, you can't. Handy, handy Nico for Warriors. Is back, so the Sharkies should win, but four twenty isn't bad in a two-horse race. What's Dean Ritchie doing for the rest of today? Uh, I'll be keeping an eye on the footy, chasing a few stories for the Telegraph print and online editions, and yeah, I'll have the TV on in the background and I'll watch a bit of the F1. Just a good old-fashioned Sunday 
rainy sporting yeah. afternoon in front of the television. Plenty of sport to watch. Coming up on Racing HQ with Grant Boyden, Graham White will preview today's Wagga meeting and Mick Wallace will look at the meeting at Mudgee. The Big Sports Breakfast is back tomorrow morning at 5.30. If you would like to revisit any of today's program or interviews, go to Spotify or click on the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. Thanks so much for joining us over the last three hours. Enjoy your Sunday. And enjoy your sport.